man, I hated all that nonsense. ASMR, I ain't going to be doing any of that ASMR. Maybe I should do a whole interview in uh, ASMR. No, actually, that's a stupid idea. i tell you who would be good at ASMR. Ray Geddes. You imagine that? Hey, it's the Raging Redneck. You want to hear some sounds? I give some sounds. Here's the sounds of me. What would a man's ass? <laughs> he would be a, a great, uh, a great... ASMRs, is that what they call them? ASMRs, ASMRIs. It's like mouse and mice and mine. Anyway, welcome to FWZ Talk. I am here in the FWZ domain, bringing you a conversation with D Wall, the owner of DCA, the Dynasty Championship Alliance, and also one of the the founders of the Virtual Wrestling United, the VWU. Now, this is a very interesting conversation because D-Wall hasn't really spoken out about many different things. But on here, he is going to answer the questions, the controversies, all the things that have been going on in the the background, the mechanics of DCA, the VWU, the heat between VWU and Core All-Stars, all the, the jazz and all that stuff in between. Um, but I, I got to know D-Wall on more of a personal level, and he kind of explains the struggles that he went through. Um, but he, he comes across this interview as very, very honest, and any mistakes that he may have made, whether they were his or not, or any situation where he may be at fault, he was very honest, and he admits that. And we do talk about a lot of the relationships that I believe D-Wall can repair uh, through all the, all the things that have happened in the past. And it is just that, just the past. So do have a listen to this if... You are a person that may have had a tiff, as it were, with D-Wall, because I do believe he does come across very, very honestly, and he makes no excuses either, which I think is more more of a an honourable man, I think. So if anybody did you know, have any issues with D-Wall, he doesn't come across to make any excuses, and I think if you were, open up the, the conversation, open up the, the, the bridge to repair your relationship. And some individuals are mentioned in this, um, but we do get on to the origins of DCA, BWU, why it was created, the issues with people getting banned and, and lifetime bans, temporary bans, all this other stuff, the differences between the VWU and Core All Stars. Um, but we do, we do get to, to know D Wall a little bit personal, and we do get to know the stories of how the the guys at the VWU helped out D Wall in times of need, and you know it's, it's a really great story that that he mentions. And also, I hope I think I think this podcast is going to help him to repair those relationships and also to see him in a different light. He wants to get the reputation of the VWU to change from being, you know, all this crap and all the countries at first that are in the past and change that to, to be better. Now, this conversation is about around the two hour mark. It is quite long. I could split it up into parts, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. Um, because I think feel this is a conversation that should be a, a big, big start to finish now this may be a long conversation and maybe you want to chunk it up into bits absolutely understand that but just to let you know it it, it does go a little bit of a, a long conversation but there are no parts that are bits to skip i think every single part of it is is something you want to want to listen to so if you're a person in court all stars if you're a person in the vw if you're a person that you know wants to get more of an honest perspective from the vw if you've had a run-in with them about particular guys or or stars that haven't been used or whatever it may be you're talking to the guy who you know created it but it was also been in the background has been a bit more science so here is the the opportunity for him to have the floor and and talk a little bit about it so do give this one a listen you definitely won't be 
disappoint with this boy. So, here it is, my conversation with D-Wall. Alright, I am sitting here in the FWZ domain, talking to a very interesting cat on the FWZ talk. Uh, Going to get a little bit of different perspective of certain subjects. But joining me here is D-Wall. D-Wall, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good, man. I'm glad to be here. Alright, so this is going to be a, a very interesting podcast because I can tell that you've got a uh, a lot of stuff to get off your chest. First and foremost, where does the name D-Wall come from? Uh, it's basically short for my first and last name. Uh, when I was started in call, I was like, do I want to use my real name? And I was like, ah, uh, like, like, I, and then I was like, okay, so what would be the name that I go with? And then I just thought of, it's like, okay, what would be the simplest name I could think of? And it's like, oh, D-Wall. It's like, yeah, that works. So, and it kind of yeah, just, yeah. it kind of just stuck over D-wall. the last couple of years. But now, you know, some people... Uh, some people say D-Wall, some people say Darius, which is my real name. So it's like, I don't mind either way at this point. It's like, eh, you know, but most people know me as D-Wall, so. Well, uh, if anybody out there is wondering what D-Wall does, if you are part of the audience of FWZ that maybe have just checked out the FWZ, D-Wall is the head man for DCA, Destiny Championship Alliance. And the premise of that is to bring together well, a, a little bit of different uh, different types of, of CAW into that one. And you're also a part of the Virtual Wrestling United. We will certainly get to that subject a little bit uh, a little bit later. What I want to start off with is, and this is kind of a topic I've been talking to many different people about, um, and it's from the perspective of a league owner. Now, especially with yourself, um, when you are creating a league, when you're going through storylines, when you're going through... Uh, stories you've got to deal with a lot of different chiefs you've got to deal with a lot of different chess pieces now it can always be difficult because you're always trying to put a particular you know chess piece here and you've got to try and make everybody happy and you know you've got to make sure that the story that you want to tell goes the way that you originally envisioned it but sometimes you can get sort of people in your ear here and there that want to try and sort of switch around and change the story how do you deal with working with different people because i can imagine dca has been out for a long time and in my research I was checking out you know the, the longevity of it and also the amount of stars that you've had a part of it and it's pretty much a who's who of everybody how do mm-hmm. you deal with juggling so many people uh i think it just comes down to what would be best for the storylines um i know sure. that it, when when it, when it's dealing with a lot of different people, um, it's mostly all, also about communication. Uh, I've been yep. guilty of of not communicating well in the last couple of years, and that's on me. Uh, I've lost a lot of good people that way. I've lost a lot of good characters that way. Is um, my my I, I wouldn't say lack of communication, but more of me um, neglecting to communicate better. Um, mm-hmm. I know that um, I know that Sean said um, on a podcast once that uh, he that I've been known to not communicate as much as I should, and I'm trying to get better, even with mm-hmm. all the hats that I juggle with. Sure. Um, and and when it comes to um, with all those different people in one show, 
uh, it's trying to balance uh, the top stars, the guys that are in the main event, the guys that are in the mid card, and then the other guys that are just, you know, they're they're filler or they're low lower card or or maybe they're just there for a show and then they're off a couple more shows, um, and and that's why I have someone helping me out. Um, okay, uh, if you guys don't know, uh, Malik Brown actually helps me with oh uh, Loudon Styles. Yes, uh, he's been helping me with, uh, and if you've been seeing DCA Takedown recently, everything that's happened on that show is mostly because of me and him booking ahead of time on that. Um, and I think with him helping me, uh, it's made it a lot easier for me to juggle everyone because yeah. it was mostly the last few years, especially after the second season, it was mostly just me doing all the booking. And I think that's where everything started to kind of get jumbled up mm. and storylines were kind of, uh, there were some plot holes in storylines. There were people that were getting booked the wrong kind of way. Uh, there were match results that I said was, uh, wasn't going to happen, but did anyway. And people uh, didn't really like that and left because of it. And I was just juggling so many things and it, and it worked for some, but for others, it didn't work at all. And um, that's why there's certain people out there that don't uh, feel like they can trust me with uh, working with me because they feel like I haven't been that good of a communicator. Okay. Uh, that was years ago, though. Now okay. um, I'm doing uh, from you know other people I've talked to, they're, I'm doing a lot better with the communication. Um, I'm interacting with people more. Um, and, and with, like I said, with everything that I have, uh, what I, I juggle with, uh, I try hard to keep up with everyone and make sure that everyone knows exactly what's happening in their storylines. Uh, I message them in advance and I say, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is the plan I have. What do you think about it? And and me, and me people are mostly okay with that, uh, with that communication because they know, okay, this guy's taking care of me. They're taking care of my interests. They know okay, this is what's going on in the story. This is what's going to happen. Do I like it? Do I not like sure. it? So, you know, it, it's, it's if anything, the one thing I can say uh, most of all is just the keeping up with communicating with people uh, that, is in your, that is in the show and making sure that they know, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. So you mentioned uh, at the beginning of when you when you said that about you weren't a great communicator. Why was it that you weren't a good communicator? Did you just ignore people deliberately because you couldn't be bothered, or was it just pick and choose? Um, I wouldn't say that I was um, neglecting people or or flat out ignoring people. No, um, a lot of things uh, went down uh, in a, especially a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, I was in uh, a really rough situation uh, where, and even now it's, it's get, it's a little bit better now, but mostly okay. um, is the fact that, you know, there's times where I can't uh, make enough money in my job to pay my internet bill. Okay. Uh, and I know last year was really rough because I went through, I think three PS fours because they all kept breaking down on me and my, inter okay. and again, the internet issue and stuff. So I, I had a, it's mostly a lot of real life issues that I don't like to bring up in front sure. of people uh, or the reason were the reasons why I couldn't talk to people as much. Sure. Um, 
and and I understand where people are like, oh, well, D-Wall ignores people. D-Wall uh, doesn't talk to people and everything. And I understand that. Um, but I just want to clear the air that uh, there's just a lot of things going on. There was a lot of things going on in my life at that time, especially last year and two years ago, that um, that I really just didn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to let out in the open. And, and if I... Um, didn't communicate with anyone or barely anyone, then I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's a situation where it's like, oh, well, you could take five seconds to say hi or something like that, and that's understandable. Um, But at the same time, it's like I really was in a place where I really didn't feel like doing any any of this uh, for for that time. Uh, because I was just such a, I was in such a bad state and I wanted to do it when I felt like I was somewhat comfortable again. And it slowly started to get that. But by that point it was already too late and people started leaving and people started, you know, saying that I'm not, I don't communicate well and, and I had this bad rep. So I think I think the last couple of years has just been me trying to, getting good graces with some people that I feel uh, that feel like I've not been uh, the most trustworthy person Mm -hmm. and I like I said I want to talk to those people I don't want there to be a rift between me and certain people anymore I really don't especially considering that you know I don't want to make the have a grudge over a hobby I really I I don't want I don't want to have a long-standing grudge with somebody over a video game like like if like it, i'm i'm here now i'm in a much better place in my life um i'm working twice as hard for it and it, and it's my my thing is if you have had something on your chest about me that you i mean i know there's certain people that i've already talked to about it but i i just want them to know that my dms are always open twitter facebook uh discord whatever and you can always just message me and we can work this out because like i said i don't want to have like five ten years of just a grudge over a game right it's not gonna it's not gonna be any sweat off my back or nothing but at the same time i want to mend these bridges i really want to i want to mend these fences with these people that have uh that i've wronged and I will be man enough right now to say that I've wronged a lot of people. I've done things to people mm-hmm. and have made promises that I didn't keep for one reason or another, whether it be because I listened to somebody else that I shouldn't have or because um, I had something else in my mind that was completely the wrong assumption of someone. Mm-hmm. And that's on me. I will admit that that's on me. But for like now it's 2020 it's a new year and i want to make things right with people and that's why i work as hard as i do i i talk to everyone that i can and i make relationships with as many leagues as i can because i want people to see that uh i'm not a bad guy you know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm really a, i'm really a laid back guy when you get to know me you know so one of the things you mentioned about was the, the stuff that's going on in your personal life and how are you doing now are you okay you're not so okay yeah I, i'm i'm fine now um uh things are going okay um mm. i mean it could be a little bit better but it's 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 sure. slowly in there 
um, you know, me and my fiance are, are, are doing good. We're both work the same job. So, uh, okay. mostly it's, it's me just, you know, help making sure that she's taken care of. And again, that's another thing that kind of slows down my communication is that I have to you know, do this. I running another, I'm running a fan of, I'm running a, well, it's normally a, a abridged project that I'm going to do. Uh, and then I have my real job and taking care of her. So I have a and running VW. So I have a lot on my head, and I mm. try to, you know, and plus trying to write a book. So I I got a lot, you know, going that on. That is absolutely. Yeah, and and it's and and some people don't know that, and you know, they assume that all I do is work and and do call, and it's like. No, I don't just work and do call. I do I work, I do call, I take care of my fiance, I take care of my my obviously my obligations and with bills and stuff. And I'm trying to write a book. So, you know, it's it's a lot. And and sometimes, you know, there's a lot of people that are and you can ask anybody that um that I that knows me, they're like, You need to take a break and it's like Yeah. Ah, but <laughs> you know, I, I and and then my fiance tells me, as long as you're having fun doing Absolutely. the hobby, then don't stop doing it. And I said, well, okay. Because to me, it's like, I have fun doing this. I have mm. fun helping all the guys that I, I help with booking, with, with editing, with matches, and, with, and seeing their reactions when they see my stories play out. And that's what's fun for me, is seeing that. And knowing that people care about it and, and seeing that other people care about other people's leagues that I help is mm. what keeps me doing this now. Like, at, like uh, I think it was like five, five and a half years ago. I didn't I wanted to stop this because there was there was a lot, big, big thing that happened with a lot of different people in the first revelations I did. And I wanted to quit this hobby. What happened in this revelations? Um. It was, and it's out in the open, so it's no big secret. Um, There was a a lot of different issues with um, with uh, different people. uh, Joshua, uh, Autumn, who was Evan O'Shea. Oh God, Um, is this this Vivian versing again? Uh, not really. No, Uh, just a just a few. Just no, it's not about you know all the main people. You know, they weren't in DCA. No, okay. Uh, but this was just uh, Joshua Bishop, um, Gage Grayson, uh, Evan O'Shea, a couple of those guys. Um, before the 30th takedown, uh, Joshua Bishop came to me and said, okay, I want to help DCA grow. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, great. So he had this idea, and the season got extended and everything like that. But here's where it got tricky. I thought, in my head, because remember, this is me a year into it, right? This is me in a year into it, and I thought, okay, Bishop is trying to get all his guys over. He's trying okay. to get all his guys over, my guys. I don't like that. And that's when revelations happened, and there was, I know there was an MMA rules match that wasn't really MMA rules match because there was weapons and all that, and it wasn't clearly defined, and that was my fault. Uh, there was a lot of uh, different issues that I had with their cause and stuff like that. And so it led to one big, big argument. And then Evan left, Gage left, Josh left, all of them left. And they were telling Malik, go with, go with us. 
because he's not going to listen to you. He's going to do the same thing to you that he did to us. And right. then Malik said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, Goldash from RWL messaged me personally and told me the same thing. Don't let, don't let this stop you. And yeah. he was really big. You know, anybody that knows URWL knows how big that league was. So the fact that he messaged me personally and told me not to not, not to go was something that really stuck with me. And so I, I, I stayed. And that's when season two happened. And that was my most successful season up until I, I would say last year. Um, and, you know, there are some other different things that happened. I'm sure we're going to get into it. But that was the main thing that made me want to leave. But uh, I think now uh, I've kind of learned from that and grew from that. And uh, I'm a lot better now uh, after all these years going back to it and knowing, seeing where I was and seeing where I am now is just night and day, you know. So pretty much, though, from what you're telling me, these people left based off of how they were used and how the show went. Um, Based off how they were used and based off the assumption from me, the wrong assumption now looking back on it, but the assumption that uh, they were trying to get over on my originals. and guys that i was trying to make into big names um we're cool now though and there's no ill will me and bishop's back in dca um and and autumn's cool i've talked to her several times uh and i need to talk to her again uh sooner or later but we're we're cool now everything's like water under the bridge we that's a thing of the past but i just wanted to you know Bring that clear the air, you know. Okay, so with, with the sort of you know all, all the kind of issues you've got, where you've talking about you know having to deal with people online, having to deal with stuff with your personal life, do you have a good support system? Yes, uh, yeah. I, I, the guys in VW, they help me way more than I even feel like I deserve. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, they pitched in, got me a new PS4 twice. Wow. Uh, they helped me with my internet bills way more than I even deserve to have That's pretty uh, help. Cool. Um, like, oh, I know there's a lot of negative connotations about VW, hmm. and mostly that's because of the people that we've had in it before. Mm-hmm. But the guy, the main guys, like I can tell you personally, these guys have helped me way more than anyone understands. Like, I, I, they, hell, they've helped me pay my rent before a couple wow. times like i when i didn't feel like when i felt like i was going to be out of this house that they helped me out a lot and it's like i've done my best to help like maybe not financially because i sometimes can't more yeah. often than not but booking editing making logos making titles making arenas making people making all this stuff doing all these things that's my con that's my thank you to them and okay. just being there for them you know, it's it's a one big group. It's a brotherhood. It's a family to me. Yeah. And, and I think that my and, and, and again, I know we're going to probably get into this about my goals for VWU. But mm. my goal, my, one of the goals that I can just say right now that I'm probably going to repeat later. But one of the goals I want for VWU is to get this negative connotation about us out the window. I okay. want us to all work together. Everybody. I want yeah. all of us to have one big connected group, you know, because I don't want this separation crap. 
I'm I'm done with the drama. I'm done with the separation. I'm done with the we're better than you. No, we're better than you. I'm 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 done with that. I I'm I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, I want yeah. to be that guy that says, "Look, you come in, we can we'll listen to your ideas. You listen to our ideas. We come together, we work this out, we figure out how we can work together as one group." Because I feel like we could be a whole lot better and call could be a whole lot stronger if we're all working at the same pace and not having this different these differences everywhere, you know? Yeah. Well, I commend those guys for, for doing that for you. It's a really, really nice thing for them so for, for, to look out for you. So that was a, a really great thing. So well done to uh, the VW guys. Really, really great thing to do for a, a fellow friend. Mm-hmm. With um, what you mentioned about the hobbies that you do outside of CAW, you said about you run a fandom and a book. What what fandom do you run and what kind of book are you working on? Uh, as for the book, uh, I, I've had that in my uh, in, in the back pocket for years now, since high school I started. Actually, since eighth grade I was writing. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I've I've uh, I have one book I finished there. It's a fantasy novel. And then I'm doing another one that's, uh, I guess, kind of connected to it. Uh, it's right. in the editing phase right now. And then there's one in my head that I hadn't start written. I haven't written down yet, but I think it's going to more it's probably going to more be a short story that's connected to the other two. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I'm still in that phase of still wanting to write. Uh, but for the as for the for the abridged project, it's uh, if anyone knows about the Saints Row games. Uh, ah, yes, I saw those on your on your channel. Certainly, when I was uh, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of incorporated that into my into DCA. Yeah, and I've um, I've said that, and, and again, I've wanted to do something like this for a while, and now I'm finally being able to do it. And uh, I'm going to try and have like a, a, a bridge series with the games. Uh, I got I got a number of voice actors already uh, committed to it. Uh, mm. Looking for a lead voice from our lead, for the lead character, which I'm close to getting. Uh, once that happens, I'm going to be working on that, too. And plus, mm. I, I'm going to be working on a documentary for uh, one of my characters, uh, Akira. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm really happy. I'm really excited about because I think she's one of the girls that I've had on my roster that is the most intriguing to people. I mean, mm-hmm. When I announced all the projects I was doing, that was one of the most liked ones. So um, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting this year to try and get all of those uh, yeah. projects going. One thing you mentioned there is one of the women's wrestlers in your uh, show. Now, I want to talk about women in CAW. One of the topics of conversation I had with uh, Sean quite a while ago was uh, about women in CAW. And I posed a question to him. I said, why, why is there a lack of actual women in CAW? You know, they play the video games, they watch the, the wrestling. You know, if there's one wish, one goal that I have is to be a bit more diverse, to have women in it. Mm-hmm. And he explained about, you know, some of the women that are characters in CAW, in the virtual wrestling, in, in whatever you want to call it. And he said that most of them are played by guys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually know there were no women at all. I, I thought there were maybe a little, but, you know, I'd searched for uh, women like a while ago when I was um, trying to shift up my commentary team. I wanted women just to have a bit of a different sound. And I couldn't mm-hmm. find them. And it was mentioned about most of the women characters are played by men. He mentioned a few weird things to do with sort of, you know, sexualizing and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Why do you mm-hmm. think there's a lack of women in CAW? Uh, I think... Um... 
there there's a point about um about that where I think when it comes to the women, like there there are women in like let's say sim leagues, if you know what sim leagues are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's actual women in there, but in terms of our side of of, of this, uh, I think that the reason why there's not a lot of girls is because it's it doesn't seem appealing to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, we've made it an appealing thing for them to get into. Sure. Like uh, they they could watch it and and everything, but if they if they think about getting into it, it's like yeah, I don't, it's not really my thing. Um, and I, and again, I think I think to a certain degree, Sean has a point about the sexualization. I think with so many guys playing girl characters, I think it's one of those things that we don't sometimes portray girls as girls if that yes, makes sense absolutely yeah um and i've been guilty of this too so mm-hmm. i'm not saying i'm better than anybody else because i'm not i've done this more times than i can count like hell my my head one of the main characters i have is carmen cortez mm-hmm. and she's sexualized to the max and some people like that other people don't like that mm-hmm. and it's trying to find a balance of both, but again, at the same time, that se- that over sexualization with the clothes and the attitude and some of the things people say on Twitter, I'm again, I'm guilty of this, turns girls away because it's like, what is this? Is this mm. a pornography kind of deal? Is it a fetish kind of deal? Like, I we don't like that. And they see that stuff, and they see the things that they that we say, and with girl characters, and they get turned away from it. Mm-hmm. And I think if we, you know, if if we want to bring them in, I think what we need to do is treat the women characters like real people. Yep. Like give them like I and I know it's hard for guys to write girl characters as girls because we don't know girls we don't know everything about girls emotions all the time we never will pal we never never will we never will it's impossible right like they they shift moods every day i live with my (laughs) my fiance and she switches moods every day so i never know the day that a man understands a woman this 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 planet is just going to start spinning and it's going to keep spinning faster and faster and it's just just going to go off into another galaxy because yeah the goal is impossible exactly so it's like you know it's it's never going to be where we understand women well enough to write for them but at the same time there are authors that write female characters in their books guy Mm. guy authors and they write female characters in their books so what's stopping us absolutely right they i'm pretty sure that authors take the time do the research on moods and emotions and feelings and all this stuff they take the time to re- really research and get to know okay what do women feel like when this happens what do they say in casual conversation what do they say to their best friend and they get that all that information reading books writing uh, seeing a movie whatever they have to do and it works for them Mm. so i think if we took that time and we really got into it and i know it's a lot of work some i for some people it's a lot of work but 
for me being an author, I feel like I should be doing this a lot more yeah. than most people because I'm I'm the writer in here. I'm the writer here, right? Yeah. I'm the story. I'm supposed to be the storyteller. Like so, I think it's my responsibility to, and I and I I think I should start doing this starting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have done it a while ago, but you know I can't change the past. But I think I should make it a point to really think about what I'm having these women characters say and how mm-hmm. they react to things and how they Absolutely. emote. And it's hard because you know text promos you can't really emote. Quote Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But still, in terms of the actions that you have them booked to do, and you have them booked to say, I think there should there's a difference that we can all do to make it seem more genuine, yes. instead of it's off of a script or it's it's like a a guy in a girl's body saying this. Yeah. Um, if we take the time to really think about what we're scripting these girls to say i think the next and we think about the over sexualization and trying and 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 not to say that sexualized characters are a bad thing because there's it's right Mm. it was always there's always been that those one or two sexualized characters that eventually evolved and grew into bigger stars you know trish stratus she was just a sexualized valet and then she became one of the greatest of all time right yeah you know and i I think the difficult thing though with, with with these conversations though is and what we're learning is is kind of what sort of the issues that women are trying to fight for at the moment that kind of feminism movement that they've got happening yeah. they're kind of they're kind of in the damned if you do damned if you don't you sexualize yeah. them you sexualize them if you're conservative them then oh well then you know you don't oh, then... so you're always you can't there's a line with that anyway and we're kind of learning that uh, with that too yeah and, and it's like uh like you said it's this whole if we sexualize them then it's bad because Oh well, women aren't like this. All women aren't like this, right? But then, yeah. if you, con- you know, treat them as conservative, and it's like, okay, well, what about us being open and free and willing mm. to being willing to do whatever we want to and that kind of thing? So it's 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 that's how the culture is now, right? Yeah. We can't you can't do one thing, but you can't do something else, and it's that fine line you have to draw. And yeah. it's hard for people, especially in, in what we do, it's hard for girls to get into it because they see us sexualizing them and they don't like it. But then yeah. we may, let's say we put them in like just, you know, buttoned up shirts, you know, long pants, just so they don't show any skin and they come out and we're, and they're like, but wait, this wasn't how a woman dresses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's that it's that balance that you have to find, right? But I still yeah. think, to me, if we start really thinking about what we have them say and do, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, treat them like they're actual people, and not just who we feel like, yeah, then I think that would change the perception of of females in Ka and maybe bring some females in that 
maybe were not interested before. Yeah, that was kind of my point with Sean a while ago. But again, it's hard to kind of try and find people that, you know, women that aren't there and they're not going to be there. But in, in terms of the, the discussion about the sexualized, I mean, for me, it was kind of a given to sort of not have it like that. But, you know, everybody learns it and everybody's different. Yeah. So just to give just to give it even just a character a different, you know, a bit more complex personality and things like that to do. And I think people will sort of start to, to change that as, you know, we've had other people have had discussions as well just to, to change it up, whether it be a person that's an MMA-esque person or, I don't know, just kind of like a different personalities type person. But that's that's kind of um, learning about the characters and making them, you know, a little bit different with it. What I want yeah. to switch on to um, is your core league dca which has been going mm-hmm. for, for quite a while now now as much as you've probably been asked this question a million times what where did the origin of dca why why, why do a core league called destiny championship alliance um well to start with um it started when uh i was uh watching i was watching wedf uh back when ah. it was in its heyday right seriously what the hell happened to wedf i keep asking this question and no one that, knows that's 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 a that's a story that i could we could have another podcast on in itself right oh, now okay. right? The, the only reason i mentioned that is is again if, if you know sort of my background i i came back after a long 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 yeah, long break i i heard about you from Smokey, actually and what 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 I used to do is I used to help Frank. I used to help Frank out a lot. We used to do uh, these ECCW shows, and I was like 15 at the time, and we were quite good pals, and um, we were quite close. And anytime you know he needed a commentator for a show, I was his guy, and that was where you know Malik was in it round there as well, and, and Smokey and stuff like that, and that was kind of our thing. And then when I came back, it is almost as if I kind of come back to the ashes of WDF, and I'm kind of looking around, being like, "What the hell happened?" Mm-hmm. But, yeah. If that's a separate conversation, then we'll have a separate conversation. But go on what you were saying about uh, the origins. Uh, yeah, so in its heyday, I was watching it, and they were doing a commentator search because they were looking for more commentators. Okay. I was just ready to start DCA when this was happening. Either I just started it or – I mean, WDF was the reason I started it anyway because I was actually – I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe I can do this. And I was in college at the time, and I started, uh, I started it. But what really helped me out was, was Smokey, and Smokey mm-hmm. was the guy that came to me and said, "Hey, uh, I've seen your stuff. You're a really good commentator. You want to do this call search? I mean, this commentator search." I said, "Yeah." So I did a, a tryout, and then I stuck with WDF ever since then, up until about I think a year ago. Um, but oh, that's that 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 uh, that quick. Yeah, up until it, it was a few years, I I was in I was doing WDF and helping them out and stuff like that, and then uh, and then it kind of kind of dropped Should off. I, do but, I do I am I allowed to ask why, or is that too much of a long story as well? Uh, t- honestly, is the, there a short version? I, the honestly, the reason I I left was because Frank was just distant from everyone. Mm. Um. And, and talking bad about people behind their back and about, you know, people leaving them and people deserting him and people not being who they say they are and all mm. this. It's like, but I was here for you for so sure. long. I was with you through everything. I was going to help you with a women's league and everything, a women's show and everything. And then you disappeared off the face of the earth. And then you came back. And when you came back, all you did was bash people. So why? Okay. Well, you know. So what else did you think was going to happen, right? So mm. 
you know that that kind of thing so i was like i i can't deal with that i i'm yeah. not going to i got too much on my plate i can't deal with that stuff so i left um but but before then a couple years you know like i'd say five years ago six years ago uh i was with them and my call and the show is actually called uh destiny call alliance um and then after season two i changed the name because i was going to change the destiny championship which was the original name of my mid-card title i changed the name to the celestial championship okay so i figured that i changed the mid-card name um, because it sounded too similar to the actual name of the of the company, which in that case I should have made the Destiny Championship the world title. But again, okay. no. so I just changed the name, and it kind of and it just stuck ever since. So, um, mm. yeah, that that that's the origins of that, at least. So, what do you think contributes to DCA's success? Why has it gone so long? Is it the fan base? Is it the stories? Is it kind of the kind of people that you bring in that are already big stars for for the show. Uh, I would say it's about a bit of both. Okay. All all of those. Um, after season when season two started, uh, it was my job to, and and I feel like it was my job to let people know that uh, what had happened at Revelations one wasn't going to define my future. Sure. I made this story where uh, Dewall, the character, uh, got a vote of no confidence by the board of directors, and he got ousted. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, it's just been, I think, through three seasons, it was people trying to battle for who would get control of DCA. Mm -hmm. And while that was happening, the Wildcats, my women's division, got really, really big. Mm -hmm. so big to the point that there were people that were literally messaging me and Malik saying can you get rid of takedown and just have a women's uh, all women's league yeah and we kept saying no because the stories were that good the characters were that good the the angles were that good um and then of course yeah it was the people that we brought in sure uh, um Smokey uh Zach Starr AJ Young Candice Romero Pyra Naughty. All of the, there's so many I can name that have come and gone in, these, in DCA, and uh, it was that combination of uh, the combination of that and just everything involved that really took what I I didn't possibly think that I could get as big as I have. Where people yeah. I message people and I ask to work with them, and they say, oh, I'm honored to work with you. I was like, I'm not even that big of a guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have these thousands of subscribers. I'm not this well-known personality, but you're honored to work with me? You know, and that, that, that I, I get confused when people say that, but it's I guess it's just the, the amount of quality that I put in and Absolutely, the work I yeah. put in from people that know how much work I put in. Uh, is why people say that sometimes it's like well i i'll try to do my best for you and yeah. that's all i can do that's all i can ask people of me is that you know all i ask is that you expect the best from me and if i can't do my best that's on me 
But if you get that kind of praise, you know, it, it goes to show what the content means to people and that, you know, what you do and people are, are kind of watching. And you, know, yeah. you, should be, you should be worried when people aren't watching you because then you kind of think to yourself, what the hell am I doing this for? So as, yeah. as if people, when you've got people that are constantly invested, you know, that makes you feel good. And you think, you know, this is, this gives me a reason why I should why I should continue to do that. So it's, it's and, always and nice that, to have this kind of comments. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, for anyone that's just starting or anyone that's got, like, I'd say a hundred subscribers or something like that. Cause I was in that boat when I yeah. first started and I was thinking to myself, Oh, no one's watching this. No mm. one's going to care. It's a thing of just putting in the work, absolutely putting yeah. in the effort. Cause, uh, cause here's the thing, like a lot of people say that this hobby is just a hobby and, and there's no benefit to it whatsoever, but you're, there's actually a lot of benefit to it. You, you learn about communication, you learn about editing, you learn about, sound you learn about putting a video together all yeah. these different things and you don't realize it until you really sit down and you think to yourself man i actually i've learned so much yeah, and i yeah. didn't even know that it's like you you learn like you would never have known how to put a youtube video together yeah. and and I, I mean like i mean complicated youtube video not just recording a video and then uploading it with your commentary over and no i'm talking about like cutting up the video yep. making sure that the text is right making sure that the that the sound is is spliced in right making sure that the name plates are put on right making sure that this angle is just in the right place i'm talking about that kind of stuff you don't know you don't learn that every day you don't learn yeah. that you know all the time like doing this has taught me so much about that aspect of video editing and it makes me and, and and it's making me it made me want to do it more it makes me want to stream more and and do youtube videos more and think that kind of thing so yeah. it's like you you learn more doing this hobby and make more friends doing it too cuz cuz my thing is if anyone tells you that online friends aren't real friends then they're fooling themselves yeah yeah like cuz my on, quote unquote online friends have helped me way more than i've ever had real friends so and that's I an interesting topic that. you you bring up with that because and as I mentioned on a few couple of shows before, I've got a tournament coming out which is called the James Thomas Cup and that's in order for a, a person that I used to know through CAW all those uh, years ago, um, who I used to work with in the very very first call All Stars and when when something as as crazy which you don't see often as a death it does affect you because you think it to yourself you know that was a friend of mine and he's gone and there's nothing I could do about it but then people would say well why are you getting upset about someone that you've never really met in, in real life that you've never spent time with it's just someone you met online right and you think yeah you could say that but that then we then go into the conversation of what is a friendship what is a friendship it does it have to be in first and can it not be real through you know the words that we type to each other and even you know talk and we're in technology we can see each other on the damn computer so we have we these this the caw that we do does create communities it does create crazy friendships and it does bring people well sometimes it brings people together some people are diverse people but my point is it does bring people together who have the same in same interests and you end up building probably more bigger friendships through this through the mutual hobby than some of the people in real life that may be unhealthy to some but it's better to have friends than no friends yeah that's that's how I feel too. It's like I know people that I've helped personally through a lot of different things that they're going through in their life and they've needed a friend to talk to. They needed somebody to just lift them up and tell them, hey, everything's going to be fine. Like I've done that 
for a long time now and even in real life i've done that for a long time yeah. so it's like i i don't believe this notion that online friends aren't real friends because to me sometimes they can be the realest friends you have yeah absolutely going back to dcm i'm going to talk about the book inside of things and, and the, the sort of the mechanics in, into dca now one of the things i was talking to um, adam jackpot about and i was also talking to uh, travis uh, for coh is from a court owner's perspective this is situational when you have a show that has quite a lot of different characters of people that have you know a creator that have created them you're working with many different people you're trying to deal with different egos you're trying to deal with different ideas how do you deal with people that want to you know change the the, the story that they're in or change the way you know that they go and have you ever gotten to a point where you felt like a hostage in your show because of the fact of you know you kind of i don't want to work with this guy and if you do this i'm leaving and then someone else saying you know well screw him you know put me here and and, and do this how do you deal with a situation where you're trying to sort of juggle those kind of egos especially for people who want to try and sway the the story of your show yeah and um it's that's interesting isn't it that you know some people they see the way that they're booked they see that one thing's better for the story right yeah and they're like okay i want this to happen but then they're but then the other guy's like no this is better um and that's the challenge of you have to make a decision based on not it is and it sh doesn't have it shouldn't be based on ego or any of that stuff yeah it should be based on logical reasoning and thought right mm. it should be based on what's good for the story what's good for the out for the future and not just for the present and i've been guilty of that of making decisions because of something that someone said rather than actually thinking things through and thinking what is going to be good for the overall story. Um, mm. And at the end of the day, it's some people are going to get their egos ch uh, checked at the door. Mm. Right. Because if and it's just like actual wrestling, right? Like you can't have the inmates run the asylum all the time. Absolutely, you, really, you can't. It, it's not about that. It's about what's best for the story. Mm -hmm. Some people won't know what's best for the story, and some people will. Some people will know. Okay, this is what's been happening in the last five, six, seven months, and and again, and that's when also you have to talk to those people personally. Yeah. And even then, and even better, get all three of you in a like if it's one person, one person in the league owner, get mm -hmm. all three in a room together and work it out together. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Don't just make a rash decision because of okay, I'm being pressured, I have to do something right now. Don't do mm -hmm. that. You gotta be able to have that mindset to go, okay, let's see here. He wants this, he wants this. Let me message these guys. Let's get into let's get a group a group call, group chat, whatever, and work this out rationally, logically, with reason behind, right? That works mm. for everybody. Yeah. Because otherwise you're gonna be hurting one person 
and you're going to be helping the other, but you're hurting that one person, and that one person could walk out the door, and he's your biggest star. Mm. I've had that happen, and yeah. and and looking back on it, if it was if it was me talking to that me from all those years ago when that happened, I would have said, "Look, you need to get him and him in a, in the same call together and talk this out before you even record the match, and even if you recorded the match." You can re-record the match. You can mm. re-record the ending and make it to where it works for everybody. Don't just make a rash decision because you feel pressured by one side or the other. Because it doesn't work for anybody. Well, what you're saying about the, that kind of situation with dealing with them, though, even if you have somebody that is going to say, all right, you do this or I'm leaving, you're ruining me, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, the whole idea of... of uh, you know, I'm not going to use the argument of, well, it's just a video game because that does, doesn't really help. But the idea of somebody who believes that losing is going to kill their whole character, the whole steam. And that always baffles me because it's, it's kind of like real wrestling in a sense where people are like, oh, I don't want to jump to my, you know, that guy, brother, you know, you're going to kill all my steam. I'm like, well, you're not going to be killing all your steam because one, who are you going to get beat by? Two, what's the story? And three, you know, what it is. I always used to have a guy and he'd never... It was kind of the John Cena, actually, of, of WWE. He'd never like to lose clean. Like, there always had to be a screw match. And I was like, okay, I understand that, but why do you feel that your the steam, the strength of your character has to go around along this this path where you always win clean and that anything of you, you know, losing clean is almost a damaging effect? Because I always use the example of, of, of Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania and... I've always used this example because, you know, people know Shawn Michaels for, for Mr. WrestleMania and, you know, putting on performances. And if you actually looked at it, the man's had like something like 17 matches and he's lost like 11 of them. In terms of WrestleMania track history, it's awful. But no one gives a shit about that because everybody can say, I watched him when he faced uh, Razor Ramon, Diesel, Bret Hart, Austin, Jericho, that triple threat match, the Kurt Angle even that terrible one with Vince, you know, mm-hmm. all those kind of ones. But what people remember is the moments, the matches. That's what it's all about. That's what we mm-hmm. do as core creators. We create the matches. We create the moments. So, And it's even more mm-hmm. important for us because that's what we're doing. We're, we're producing that. We're producers to do that whole show, to have those moments of people, to create those matches. So somebody can actually go, you know, this is really well edited. And this is really well booked because yeah. especially i think even more than anything it's a bit different in you know professional wrestling because it's it's more of a money thing in terms of you know if i lose i win i get more money less money and you know i, I go to a different company it kills me and blah 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 whereas in effect more than likely now in caw no one really cares who wins or loses because you don't remember it because it's a small little victory uh cut scene at the end and that's it Everyone's yeah. the, the, the 12, 13 minute match, not the 40 second victory. And that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. I've always said this with my, my character, Jet Tornado, who's in Cool Stars. I said, I don't give a shit if Jet Tornado lost every single Cool All Stars. We don't care. If we can make a match where people can go, that was awesome in the way that you booked it. That's all I care about. That's the only reason, because if that's the case, then what that says is people are skipping the match. They're skipping 10 seconds, skipping two minutes, skipping five minutes, getting to the end just to see who won or lost. Who cares about mm-hmm. that? It honestly, in, in video game stuff, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the moments. And, 
you know, I can even go back to, to Call of Stars last year and I think, what moments can I can remember? Yes, we can think of Ben Hopkins winning the title, but I can also think of the stupid Jay Crack match where, you know, he's trying to find things under the under the ring or some of the spots in the matches. And that's what it's all about, you know. Mm-hmm. When we think about, you know, and I'm going back to Shawn Michaels' argument, you know, the Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, no one remembers Razor Ramon. Well, some people do. No one remembers Razor Ramon win the titles. That same damn moment that's replayed everywhere you go, Shawn Michaels jumping off the ladder doing the splash, that's yep. replayed every single time. And more mm-hmm. people tend to actually remember, it goes down in history as the legend of the match, the legend of the, the spot or the moment that everyone remembers. And then people actually feel, oh, yeah, by the way, he won that match. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Did he? I didn't really realize because they're so wrapped up in the moment. And I think mm-hmm. that's the same in, in CAW where I think people need to really get a grip with this whole lost thing because with the example of the guy I was talking about who, who won't be clean, I said, you know, sometimes if a new guy's coming up and you lose to him, that's not a bad thing because what that means is you were you were you were made very carefully so that when he beat you, it was you didn't just beat anyone. You beat this guy, and then people were like, "Wow, he beat that guy." I've never seen him, you know, lose like that before. And you know, that kind of works for it. But a loss isn't the end of the world. People, part of the time, you've got to give back to the other people. You've got to give back to the young stars. And you know, there's this constant obsession of, and I'm guessing you've had this where you've had someone who says, "Can I have this change?" No, I'm standing my ground. We're doing this. Well, then mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to leave. And then you end up having to write, well, so-and-so's left the company now. And then you're having to scramble around to try and fix the story or, or try and put it in a different direction, get someone else in and, and, and reshuffle the car. But for me, I don't think that's a bad thing. To me, what that says is, if you're going to leave, then that's actually a blessing in disguise. Because if you're going to leave on something as small as a loss, what are you going to be like when I want you to lose to someone else? What are you going to be like when I give you the title? What are you going to be like when I, you lose the title? Too many demands, which makes me feel a hostage in my show, where I think to myself, I don't know it. I, I do the show. I record it. I commentate it. I edit it. I do all this shit. You don't do nothing. So shut up. Mm-hmm. Do it. I want. Or leave. Because actually preventing a situation in the future where you you know you're having this problem again later on two three four five months down the road have you ever had a situation where someone has threatened to leave or they've just left um yeah actually uh i i wouldn't even say that they threatened to leave they just left they just left right. um yeah and 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 it was a thing where um and, and sometimes it's a reason the reason is because there's like this agreement made um on the certain situations, right, where an agreement's made of, okay, this is how the story's going to be booked from this point forward. And uh, there was this one situation where this uh, there was a certain woman on my roster where we were we she had just beaten my biggest name, uh, my most I wouldn't say biggest name, but most dominant name on the roster in um, Revelations two. Mm. And she was going to supposed to be coming in and be this dominant force, not get pinned at all until those the woman that she beat came back and beat her. Okay. Uh, my mistake was uh, I did an AI match. Uh, it was a random. <laughs> it's a random. Yeah, I, I know it's silly now thinking about it. Right. <laughs> I did a random AI match. It was a tag match, and I should have thought of this before. Again, this is what I was saying earlier about mistakes I made yeah, on yeah. you know not not thinking before doing something uh i i i did an ai match and i made a mistake of having her take the pin 
Now, if it was the other way around and she didn't take the pin, it probably would have been fine, but she took the pin in the match. Okay. And once the creator saw that, he said, you ruined it. It's not salvageable. I'm out. And I had to rewrite the rest of that, that whole thing because it's like she left and I, and that, but it, it, it worked, but then it works in the other way with the blessing in disguise thing. Absolutely. Because now that certain woman can never get that win back. And she's always got that chip on her shoulder mm. and it's worked more now because it makes that character hungrier, hungrier, hungrier because she always has a chip on her shoulder. And I've booked it to that to that end because every time she comes back from an injury, she remembers that loss that she had and mm. she keeps coming back and coming back. So it, it works in that way yeah. where sometimes you can learn from your mistakes, but other times if it's not even a mistake and it's just somebody just leaving because of di differences or whatever that you couldn't work out, it, it's a blessing in disguise because you can always find that much better angle, that much better story afterward well it's it's the logic behind you know the particular of decisions of, of why you do it as well and, and some people you can you know put the logic there put the logic across as to why you're going to have such and such leave and some of them will say okay fine yeah that makes sense whereas some mm -hmm. are just so you know head up their own ass that they you know wouldn't really get it um and i want to propose a situation to you and again this isn't you know digging up um you know controversy and stuff but it was just something i remember at the top of my head when i had a uh a, a, a podcast with AJ Young and mm -hmm. AJ Young was talking about a situation where again I can't remember all the details because it was you know so long ago we had the, the podcast mm -hmm. the top, but he was talking about something they had a program with Smokey and he was meant mm -hmm. to go over and then Smokey went over or something and then I probably got this all wrong again because I can't remember but he eventually left because he felt that he was um not ganged up upon but I, I getting guess, the short end of the yeah 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 uh I can tell you uh, as I remember, like it was yesterday, it was Proving Ground Four. Yeah, Smokey and AJ Young in a steel cage match. Um, and AJ Young was the number one contender for the world title at that point. And he was going, and he was, and the feud with Smokey was going to end in that cage match. Okay. Smokey's deal with his character was that he never lost a cage match in his career. Okay. And uh, AJ. Uh, was on the point where uh, you said AJ said he was gonna he was supposed to go over right? Mm. Yeah. Again, I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, I'm, and, so I'm and, guessing that's what what was meant to happen. I don't know. And um, so Smokey uh, was like, "Well, no, uh, I've never lost a cage match. It won't hurt him if I win this cage match if I escape the cage and stuff like that." Mm. So, me and my ignorance, right? I listened to Smokey and not AJ, and okay. Smokey went over. Right. That was my mistake. Yes. Um, looking back on it, because I could have done any number of things to make that match not end in a no, and like it could have ended in a no contest. Somebody could have interfered or whatever, and no one would have lost. All right. Or better yet, I could have never had the match to start with. Right. I could have never had, in in fact, really, I could have never had a steel cage match. Period. Yeah, you know that that was my again. This is years ago, and I've learned from this mistake. And AJ has every right to be pissed at me, mm -hmm. and I don't know if he still is. He probably still is in some degree that he doesn't trust me, because 
because AJ was the number one contender. He hmm. should have went over in that. But I, in my lapse of judgment, listened to Smokey's side when I should have listened to both sides. Yeah. In that situation. And that goes back to the situation that I talked about with getting two guys in a room with me mm. or getting two guys in a room with a call creator and talking out the story and figuring out the best solution that works for everybody. If it was me back then, I would have had gotten AJ and Smokey in a call with me and said, okay, we got this match coming up. How can we fix it to where you're happy, to where you're happy, to where everyone's happy and nothing goes wrong? If yeah. I had done that in the beginning, then AJ probably wouldn't be pissed at me. AJ would probably still be in BCA now and we wouldn't mm. have any issues. I wish, and and I'm and I've said this several different times, and this is the truth coming from me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not here to bullshit and say that oh I was I was right in doing what I did because no I wasn't I wasn't right. AJ should have went over. AJ should have won the world title back then and all that stuff. I should have learned from that mistake. I wish that I could go to AJ and tell him that I'm sorry for everything and I did. And we've talked a few times, but it's just the time, every time we've talked, AJ feels like he can't trust me. Yeah. He yeah. just can't trust me with my booking or anything. I wish that that could change. And I've said that for the years and years, and I'm going to keep saying it until, until my throat goes dry. I wish I could because me and AJ, we were good friends we were we had great communication. We talked to each other about damn near everything mm. uh, in terms of his booking and stuff before this whole smoky thing happened. And if there's one thing I want to do with this whole VW thing, because I know he still he still works for CCL and everything, and he's and he's good with Eddie and everything. But I want to really like talk to him one on one, no bullshit, no politics, no drama, no yeah. no controversy, no nothing, and just man to man face-to-face, talk-to-talk, and say, look, this is what happened. I fucked up. I want to make things right with you. He doesn't have... He never has to... He as he never has to come back to DCA again. If he's that serious about it, if he really doesn't want to come back because he doesn't trust the DCA booking, I'm fine with that. I That's my mistake that I made. I made it. Nobody else. Smokey didn't do it. Nobody else did it. It was my final decision to make that match what it was. So everything is on me, not him, not AJ, not Smokey. It was on me. But I want to be able to at least get to where we're actually talking again and we're not just separated from each other, you know? Because hmm. we but, haven't talked in months. So well, I think I think one of the one of the, the interesting things when I have this conversation with you is what you gotta praise yourself for is even though the situation sounds so silly, you are able to admit at points where you were right or wrong. And mm -hmm. also to take the higher ground to want to repair these relationships. And usually I would ask the question, are these relationships repairable? And I think that these relationships are repairable. I mean, come on, guys, it's bloody video games. Grow up and move on, you know, with these small yeah. things. If people take it personally, fine, understand, you know, the amount of creativeness you put into it, the energy, the time, fine. But, you know, if you had, if you if you think back and go, man, I remember when I used to talk to this guy about my life at two or three in the morning and we used to do this and we used to do this. You know, the way your fictional video game character went in one video is is not worth a, a relationship because it's, it really it really is not. And if we can go over so many situations of people that die and stuff, and and I would always use my my good friend James Thomas as an example. You know, good friend of mine, unfortunately, you know, passed away. 
heart failure at 15, you know, at 50, he's very young at 15, you know. So for me, that's that's that kind of, you know, upset me a lot. And, you know, we never had any issues. And that was someone that I can't get back now. Whereas everybody mm. who's around, we're still around, we're still here. Let's talk. And, you know, the one thing that you mentioned is maybe one thing you weren't good at was communication. But you know that. So now you know what you need to improve on. And that's yeah. most important that if you know Jesus Christ is turning to bleed Maury, isn't it? Uh, if you if you know you know what your um what you need to improve and you know that that's good. The issues that have been going on around people, you know, with race and all these other things, is that they don't realise the hurt they've caused or the issues of of what they're saying, and that's why the arguments go on and on and on because they're trying to get the person to understand if they've used you know the N word or whatnot. Whereas mm-hmm. you know yours is a bit more of a of a simple situation, and. You know, talking to AJ, I don't think AJ sort of, you know, takes it, you know, real personally for that. But I think with you and yourself and communication is something that, you know, you can try and resalvage these relationships with some people. And hopefully, you know, you can get back on the right track to talking to them again, using them again. You know, it only takes one person just to reach out. And yes, some of these relationships are a, a, a two-way street and that would be up to someone to, to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I guess you got to understand sometimes is... And I've said this to people. Sometimes they reach out to someone and that person doesn't want to know. And then you kind of think, well, screw this. Why I ain't trying if they're not going to try. And yeah, you're right. But because of things that have happened to them, it's a slow process. You've got to kind of, you know, you've got to lure them in a little bit and you've got to take you that. you got to work your way into it. You Absolutely. can't just rush into things. And it would be really wonderful to, to do that. And, it, and mm-hmm. But it's, it's also what your intentions are. You know, if your intentions are, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, if someone came to you, for example, went, oh, do all, you know, do well, I'm sorry for what I did, such and such. Can I be in DCA now? Then you're thinking, you're not sorry. You just want to be in DCA. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the issue. And then it's, then it's, I'm sorry, do you want about what happened and leave it at that. Even if your hidden agenda was that you wanted to be a DCA, at least and, and try the other that thing like, is, damn, I'm sorry. Yeah. And the other thing is, right, is on me, it's like, I can't go, I can't be that, I can't be the scumbag and go, okay, this is what happened. I'm sorry. Can you come back? Like, I can't, I, I shouldn't and won't do that because hmm. that will make it seem like I'm insin- insincere and I, I don't mean what I say when I say I want to work things out. It's not about me wanting you back in DCA. It's about me actually making a friend again. It's hmm. about, we can talk about DCA later. We can talk about it if you want to talk about it, like I, my whole thing is I've wronged you. I've messed up. I made a mistake. I want to reach out and say, I'm sorry. This is what happened. I messed up. I screwed up. I want to talk to you again. Mm, like, I don't want to be at the point where we're just not talking at all. Mm. You know? Absolutely. And, and, and that's the intro. And I think hopefully this podcast can, you know, help you with this because a lot of people listen to this, and especially now from, from the other side of, of the call, stars, guys. And hopefully they can listen to this and see that from you. And, you know, hopefully you'll repair those relationships that I have. And if they don't, well, pretty well, you send them to me and I'll, I'll give them a right old talking to because I'm very persuasive, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. unless it's Scott McShan, in which case you don't need to be friends with him. He's a virgin. Now, yeah. in, in DCA, Mm-hmm. What would you say are the kind of guys that you you kind of help build into sort of the biggest star, even if they're not there anymore currently now? Who would you say you kind of had a hand in in, in building up? Um, to be fair, um, I think Malik is my best example on my guy on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 came in 
and he was just a commentator. And he would I remember say him this, as a commentator. Yeah, he he would say the same thing. Um, when he was he had a shot in WDF and he it didn't work out. Uh, he had shots really? other yeah. Uh, and and if you ever get him on, he'll probably tell you that story. He's probably let me tell you something. When I had the FWZ, that man was my right hand man. Surprisingly enough, not not a lot of people uh, know this, and I've, I've said to them, and they were like, "Really?" But yes, when FWZ was a thing, it was Smokey. And then when Smokey, we couldn't line up schedules with Smokey because he had a job that he had to. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't always available for the times of difference. Found Loud and Stars through a, a little anime league we used to. Um, commentate and the rest is history as they say yeah um don't know why they didn't accept him what a bunch of idiots no yeah and 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 i think there was just a lot of differences at that time too because i think frank was not accepting too many originals at that time way way back in the day um so he was kind of feeling um uh, slighted that he couldn't get a couldn't get to a position where he felt he was he was he felt like he could do more and he felt like he could be a bigger name, but he just couldn't find that one place to make him that bigger name. And then um, he came, we met through, we met through, uh, cause he was still talking to, uh, to Josh and, and them in WDF okay. uh, even, even afterward. Um, but that's where I met him when I was doing the commentator search thing and we were talking and then I said, Hey, you want to commentate for DCA? He's like, sure. So, uh, DCA redemption happened and then we started talking a little bit more and I was like well this this uh this these comments you made about this guy and it was one of my originals named Jordan Sylvia and he's like these comments you made on commentary it's like we can we can kind of turn that into a, a storyline and he's like yeah I mean do you want me to be a commentator you want me to be a wrestler I'm like yeah I want me to be a wrestler so hmm. we did the storyline and it really made it really turned him into the guy he is now uh, where he's where, and I said when I did when he was talking about doing his promos I said look I'm not going to script you I'm not going to tell you what to say I'm just going to tell you a little I'm going to just give you bullet points on what this is what the story is what the feud is and you just go off and you just do whatever you want to and man he he killed it killed hmm. it every time every single time man it, and I can't say enough how how uh, just that just giving him that shot to prove himself, giving mm-hmm. him that shot to show people that he is way better than people give him credit for. Sure. And now people understand that and people yeah. see that now. So from where he was then to where he is now, uh, it's just like me. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. Oh. So who should we be looking out for in DCA now as like your next top star? Uh, Jamal. Jamal Bedlam. What Jamal a guy Bedlam. he is. Um, he from he he reminds me of Malik in the sense that he he has that confidence in him. He just has to bring it out more, and I think he's starting to do that now. Absolutely, yeah. He's starting to bring out that confidence in himself that he probably didn't have before where he knows how good he can be mm. and knows that he can still do more. And and right now, um, he's Celestial Champion. He's he's doing really good work in CCL, and he's in damn near every league you can think of right now. Mm. And, and he, like I said, he reminds me of Malik in terms of that work ethic that he puts into his character work 
to mm-hmm. his to his promos to to all that and i think with i think honestly he's one of the guys that i want to really build takedown around uh this year um but there are others out there that i want to bring into dca mm-hmm. and takedown has open spots i'm just gonna say this now it has open spots and i want to help those i want to bring those guys in that i've seen that uh and um mikey truth is another oh, yeah. guy yeah. that i that i signed that he's gonna be if he hasn't already come in by the time this goes up uh he's gonna be coming in and making a big name for himself um there's a guy that i know from uh the old uh Ramboard Network days, if anyone knows what remembers that, uh, by the name of Kenzo, uh, okay. from VWA. Uh, uh, I've talked to the guy uh, several times, which is a long time now. He's going to come in and he's going to make a big name in the uh, in the pure division for my pure title. Okay. Um, so there, there's guys on takedown that uh and and my goal is really building up takedown as a big name again because it it wasn't for the last couple years until recently and it's like i want to make that my priority for next uh for this year um as for the women um you know again it's like uh that's a that's a that's a pretty difficult thing to say because you know there's not a lot of female characters in other in certain leagues so it's hard for me to really say who's like a breakout from yeah. the female side, um, but I know uh, my friend Rick has a car, has a car named Lodestar that's really on the rise that I really want to bring up. Uh, yeah. I have one uh, named Kite Young from uh, she's based off this, from South Korea, and wow. uh, she's uh, she's made a name. For herself with the way that she's been booked that i've uh uh put and booked her and her story and uh mm. and 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 again it goes back to what i was saying earlier about the when we were talking about the women mm. the women can be seen in a better light and this is why i started the queens of wrestling thing with vw is uh the women weren't seen as equal yeah, because back in the day, it was just uh, I remember I know VWF, I know SCA and Allure were the three main people that were treating women with uh, some with equality and were giving them serious storylines and serious characters and that kind of thing. But after they kind of died off a little bit, it was there was nobody really doing it. So when I joined WDF and they had a women's division back in the day and then they just killed it immediately. Because people were treating it as a, you know, quote unquote, bathroom break, break moments. I there was said, women in WEDF. There were way back in the start. I've never known that. Yeah, right at, right at the start of WEDF, there was a women's division, and then he he stopped it because he felt like it wasn't, uh, it didn't fit his his model for the show, and people okay. didn't really watch that their matches. So he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so, um, after that, and then I was looking at call all-stars actually, and there were no women on the show. And I said, well, there's this big showcase for the men, but where's the showcase for the women? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this Queens of Wrestling thing. And it only took a month and a half after... It got announced, and the whole show was done. 
Okay. With everyone putting in match a match and and getting the show together, it only took a month and a half, and I was shocked that it wow. took that it was that quick that people wanted this that bad. And now we just I just recently did the fifth one uh, back in uh, December, I believe. Okay. And, uh, it would. It was a great success. I had five of them. Now I'm gonna do six next year. Obviously, well, this year. Um, mm. So it it it's one of the things that I I say that women can be booked correctly and booked seriously and booked to where people care. It's just you have to be careful of not towing of t- towing that line between serious and over sexualized or you know, not realistic or however you call it, you know. Absolutely. Well, you heard it from Mr. Wall. If you uh, had a guy or a woman looking to be the next top star in CAW, he is open for business, as they say, if you will. So as we wrap up the DCA conversation, we, uh, we're going to get to it, man. The big old conversation that I know everybody's listened to this and been waiting, waiting, saying, when are you going to talk about it? When are you going to talk about it? When are you going to talk about it? So, you are one of the members of the group Virtual Wrestling United, which is, I guess it's his own sort of mashup. Now, before we sort of get into the sort of bits and pieces of it, is, and this is just my own sort of theory, is the VW technically like the NWA, where you've got like all leagues within one big kind of like sub-company? Um, in a way, yes. Right. Um, it's it's a, just a group of leagues that are all working under one, you know, one banner, if you okay. will. Yeah. Is there, because especially one of the criticisms of the NWA back then was it was kind of like when a league wanted to do something, it had to get authorized league. One of the wrestling shows mm-hmm. wanted to do a certain thing or, or it, it had to sometimes ask the, the NWA or sometimes the NWA would strike down and say, I don't want that, change it. Is VW like that? We're not that strict. Right. In saying we can't, you no, you can't do it. No, you don't. No, we, we don't allow that. Like, of course, we're not. We we you know just want to, you know. I, I in a way, it's like we're not going to allow you to just do whatever and just slap our name on it and expect us to go. Okay, here you go. You know. You, so what? Why do you feel? Why do you feel personal though? That if somebody says, for example. Such and such colleague sponsored by, you know, VW under the VW banner. Why does it matter if they can't have free reign to do what they want? Um, here's the thing. All right? there, there is a couple of people that would just go out of their way to book themselves in our shows where our shows were already booked. Right. They would book their character and they'd say, Okay, I have a match on the show, hmm. but you didn't have a match on the show, and you didn't ask us to have a match on the show. You just did it anyway, right? Yeah. And that's not cool, right? If you want a match on the show, just ask us. We're not that hard to find, right? It's yeah. not a thing where, like, we don't do free reign in terms of just say whatever you want, do whatever you want, you know, that kind of thing, because... Anything can happen at that point, right? You can you can say whatever you want about us, right? And that's they they can go a much they can go a bunch of different ways with that, right? Yeah. But the only thing that we ask is if you're gonna like say you're doing a joint show, right? 
and it's this league and this league, right? And you want to say, okay, VW is sponsoring this show, right? Hmm. We're not going to say no, right? Right? We're not going to say, no, you can't do that. But if you want us to sponsor it and promote it and put it on our channel and put and get banners and all this stuff, right? Just come to us and say, hey, can you help us promote this? Right? Hmm. That's it. It's that, it's that simple, right? You know, it's not a thing where we'll say no. You know, mm. it's a thing where we just we want you to reach out to us and say, hey, we're doing this this co-promoted show between this league and this league. Can VW sponsor this? And we'll say, mm. yeah, put it on our channel. We'll put out a commercial for it. We'll do all the sponsorships for it and everything. Right. That's yeah. that's it. It's that simple. We're not strict. It's not okay. a, a cap on what you can and can't do. OK. Whose idea was the VW? Was it yours? Mine, Matos's, and Smokey's originally. Okay. Um, before, uh, before all the drama and everything like that, it yeah. was me, Smokey, Matos, and I think one other person. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Malik. I don't remember. So why, why did you decide to create the VW? Uh, we just wanted to do something to bring everyone in. I know okay. Smokey was talking about the forums back in the day and how he used to have so much fun talking and interacting with people and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Yeah. And we were going to just, and it was a, it was originally just going to be like a forum site. Cause I yeah. remember we just, we just made a little forum site. It's like, okay, this is what's going to be. Right. And then we, it kind of died off when Smokey kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm sure it was his job and everything kind of kept him away. And then Matos's job kept him away and then mm. I was doing my own thing, and we kind of just dropped off. And then MTB got wind of it, and then he said, "Yeah, let's let's do this." And you know, back when the whole controversy with Call All Stars was going on, and it's like, yeah. "Yeah, let's do this. Let's make this to happen. Prestige, all this stuff, blah blah blah, and all this stuff." So, and 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 again, and I'm not going to bash anybody. I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm not here to take one side or the other. I'm just saying, I'm just saying how it started, right? Mm-hmm. And and then and then everyone else came on board and we did prestige and we doing all these other multi league shows and everything like that and then one thing led to another right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the ball got rolling with that. But if you're talking about the first original origins of it, it was okay. me, Smokey, and Matos and I think Malik that were the guys that wanted to do this. What are your relationships with both of those guys? Uh, Smokey, I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, okay. since, he left, since he left BW. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I haven't talked to him. Uh, I might reach out to him at some point, but, uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Matos, yeah. I do talk to, uh, okay. um, quite often, actually. We don't have an issue. We, uh, he helps me with my, with some of my storylines. I help him with some of his and we kind of interconnect our stories together sometimes. So we, yeah. we don't have an issue. Uh, From what I remember when I, when I first came back and um, I've got a, I've got a good relationship with Smokey based off how long we've known each other. We both get on each other's nerves and, you know, we both have a good moment about each other, but we're still good friends. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the, and that can be difficult in its, in, in its own, by the way, to talk with, with everyone else. But one of the things he mentioned to me was, 
he felt like he was almost being left out, that he was almost kind of being pushed out. And again, I'm just from the horse's mouth here, but I'm, I've got no mm-hmm. opinion on it. He kind of felt like he was being he's being pushed out. Now, I, mean, I know he had that um, that issue that he had brief, well, not briefly, but he went through that personal uh, journey with, you know, the, the death of some of his relatives and it hit him quite hard. And there was quite a lot in, in, in one go. And, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you guys were, were there for him during that phase but i i know mm. he was get, i know he was getting some crap from from everybody else and you know stuff that might have been you know his own doing and not his own doing that's a debate for a, you know another day but that's mm-hmm. more about how he felt and you know interesting thing about you know you dwell is of all the people he says about on when i've said you know why don't you go back why don't you try and actually i persuaded him to go back one time actually and i think he did and then it was that point where he said again okay no one's listening to me. I'm always being ignored. So then I'm going to go. So in a sense, he kind of you know listened to try it again, but didn't really you know to go through. But again, I'll, I'll go to that bit in a second. But of all the people, you know, he said it was quite sad that he left the VW because again he said he was a part of it. But the in terms of uh, replacing and or well sort of rebuild the relationship, the one person he said that he you know was sad to not talk to was you out of everybody everybody else was more of a eh, whatever screw him doesn't matter but he was the one where the, the breakdown of the relationship did bother him so we're talking about re- uh rebuilding relationships again earlier and you both have the same kind of you know uh feelings about you know being able to talk and i think you two can have that uh that that open communication with each other and i think that he'll have some things to get off his chest and maybe you do but why and this is just coming from my own asking why was it that he was kind of you know pushing the sense of ends out why did he feel like that i think it was um that started after the uh aj steel right. cage match mm-hmm. is when he really started to feel like and then that whole thing the whole controversy with that and i think that's when he really i think started to feel left out okay and then the last i and then i remember the last thing i one of the last things i told him was um one of the last things i told him was take time for yourself and get yourself right before coming back yeah like because it was obvious that all the things that he, that was happening with him in his life was yep. affecting him having fun mm. and him, you know, really having a passion for this. And I think him just taking time for himself yeah. and getting his personal life together and getting his personal life right yeah, was the one thing that I would say he really needed to do. And because in 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 this hobby, if you're just stressed and you have just so much weighing on you and so much going on in your life. Yeah, I think that sometimes this can be a this can be a escape. Yeah, at the same time, it can on it can also be a a. uh it, it can also just stress you out even more. Mm. And for Smokey, it stressed him out even more. Mm. And I was just like, look, just take some time for yourself 
take time to get yourself right, get your life right. Yep. And and just think about everything you're doing. Think about all the all the decisions you're making, and really evaluate yourself. You know. Do you think that uh, relationship can be replaced or be repaired between you guys? I think so. Like I said, I'm not I'm not in the business of holding grudges. Yeah. Right. I'm not in the business of um, holding a grudge over something like this. Because um, mm. these people that I don't talk to anymore, I used to talk to them almost all the time. And mm. we've had good relationships before. It's like, why can't we have that again? You know, Absolutely. what's stop? What's really stop? What's re- like, what's really stopping us? Right. What, what is really stopping us? Like, yeah, I ask that. Like, there's, there's nothing really stopping us except if you really seriously don't want to talk to to that person again over something like this. But I, to me, it's like I, I am not in the business of just holding a grudge for years and years and years and never forgiving anybody and never and thinking, oh, he's always a scumbag. He's always this. He's always that. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not that kind of person. You talk to me, you straight, you be straight up with me, man. The man be like, "Hey, this is, hey guy, hey man, you know, let's talk this out, let's work this out." You know, we, I mean, you know, like I said, you don't ever have to come back to DCA again. But I don't want to hold a grudge, and I don't want you to hold a grudge against me over something like this that's okay. just so small. You know, hmm. uh, I, I think again it, that that's something that you two, I think, be able to to salvage from from being uh, before, and and especially after that, you know. And I, again, I'm not going to go into what it is because it is his business, not mine. He's gone through a bit of a personal journey himself uh, at the end of last mm-hmm. year, um, with the not uh, including the, um, the the relative situation, just in terms of himself. So, you know. It, He's, he's he's learning sort of. <laughs> sounds like my child. He's mm. learning. He's he's learn. I mean, bloody hell, sometimes he's a bloody child. But he's he's learning to sort of you know be able to to be able to you know communicate better and, and switch. And I think the one thing that he knows is he's he's kind of like you in a sense, and that is the communication issue. I know now he feels about you know the, the personal grudges and stuff don't really matter. He. Um, you know, he's he's more not bothered about it because of you know people that he's lost and 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 those kind of situations make you feel that all the other crap really doesn't matter. And that's something I tried to make clear to him even before that, with with sort of situations like that. And I know there's going to be people that don't want to. And again, I'm not defending situations that he's done that I've been a part of because then people could criticize me for not being there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's more, you know, just just taking the high road with with some of these things mm-hmm. and. He's probably, you know, not a great communicator as some of the others. But again, the relationships are more important than any issue that that, that there were before. Yeah. If you were to tell me what would be the difference between the VW and Core All Stars, what is the actual difference between you guys? Um, I think the difference is how it's run. Okay. Sean runs call stars a lot differently than I run BWU. Okay. Um, and it works to his benefit because there, because his there's people on his in his side of things that are more wacky, crazy than 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 the guys in BWU, and he knows how to book them in the right situations. Okay. He knows how to book them in the right ways. Um, and, and again, it's like, 
he has he has more of that that mindset. I wouldn't say it's like a business type mindset, but in a way it also kind of is because mm. he doesn't do as many events as we do. He doesn't yeah. do as many shows as we do. He relies more on the the prestige the of yeah, the big picture and the prestige of what Call All Stars is. Yeah. Because Call All Stars has been around longer than VW, obviously. Mm. It has a bigger name, it has a bigger value, it has a bigger lineage. And just based on that alone, he can work that into the and, and, and again he works he also works it into the other leagues that are part of it, COA, JWF, yeah. um, you know, uh ECW, all those guys. Um he he works that in where the call all stars titles defended, the tag titles defended, you know, that kind of thing, to where it keeps that lineage and that name value of what call all stars is mm. and i know you were talking to, uh a couple of uh shows ago about what call all stars was about building up stars and mm. how call all stars was about building building up stars and making stars for the future and that kind of thing and i think sean has done a good job of doing that with with aj with jamal with uh with brandon wolf with ben hawkins with the ben hawkins uh, and and so many other guys that I that I can't name right now off the mm. top of my head that he's built a a good core group of guys that are his main guys that where he can rely on to build the future around. Yeah, and, and I think with us um, and with me, I think I I have to be that guy that says, okay, we need to start building future stars, and not to say that we haven't. Because we have, um, at least in my opinion, uh, we've been built. We've been trying to build those names and in men's and women's side. But uh, with Call All Stars, he's had more of the reputation of being able to do that. Yeah. Off, you know, off of that, off that lineage and that prestige of what Call All Stars is. So, who is the leader of the VW? Right now, it's me. Right. I have final say now. Uh, after MTB left. And and all the thing and all the controversy and all the things that happened, all the people that we had to kick out, all the people we had to leave, uh, I volunteered to take VW completely over. Uh, so everything that and of course there's got of course there is uh, you know me being head guy, and then Jamal I believe Jamal Malik and uh, and, and are the top three at this point, mm. um, uh, and. Uh, with me being the, the final say guy and Jamal Malik being the let's work this out, let's see what plans are kind of guys. And then they come up to me and we all talk about it and everything. But but the thing with me is I also talk to everyone else. Yeah. I talk to all the other leagues and I go, okay, like us booking Prestige 3 this year, I go to everyone and say, okay, this is the card for Prestige 3. Because it involves, because VW involves everyone. It's not just me put stroking my ego and saying this is what i'm gonna do and nobody else matters no yeah. i'm gonna be that guy that and i should be that guy and it's my responsibility to be that guy to go to each and every league that's in vw and say this is what's happening this is if you have a plan or not i'm going to tell you if you have a situation if you have a situation where you can't be on the card i'm going to tell you straight up and say okay you're not on this card but you can be on this card 
you know, it's and again, it's back to the communication thing. It's it's responsibility that I have to have since I am in charge of VWU. I have to have that responsibility to say, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. So, you know, so you're not left in the dark. So with you being sort of the the, hench, the head honcho, as it were, do you surround yourself with a group of people who are almost like your, you know, your, your go-to guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who like would I be said, those guys? Uh, like I said, it's uh, me, Jamal, Malik right now. Um, of course, uh, I get input from the other guys, from Hit Kid, from Eddie, from Brad, from, uh, from, uh, from all the other guys. Yeah. Uh, I get input on what they want to do, what they want their characters to do, um, and I take them in, into consideration when I make my decisions. Um, I don't just go based on my what's in my own head. I listen to everyone, uh, and and whoever has an idea, I put it on the table and say, "Hey, do you have an idea you want to put on the table? Here, put it on the table. Don't be afraid to do it. You know, I'm not going to just say no. I mean, I, I, the worst thing you can get is a no for your idea." Yeah, just just set it on the table and see what happens. You never know until you try, you know. What or who have you had to kick out of the VWU? Uh several people. Several people. Uh uh Cash, Mist, Sonny are the main three. Chris Gary, another one. Uh a couple of trolls that are, you know, unnamed. Okay. But I think now we've gotten rid of all the people that are kind of ruined the reputation and caused those rifts in VW and Call Stars. Yeah. And now that they're now that that's done and that's out all out of the way, now that they're all gone and they are gone, I want to make that clear. Sure. Or any uh, call stars guys that think, oh, it's not, oh, oh, they're still in the server. No, they're gone. They're gone. Now that they're gone, my purpose is, like I said earlier, to have call stars and VW working together on a more even, drama less, co- controversy less basis. No drama. Yeah. No controversy. No, he said, she said, no, oh, he said this, she said, he said that. No, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. None of that stuff. Mm. I want us to be, all be on an even playing field from this point forward. That's my goal. With these situations, with these controversies and with these people, do you think, and I don't mean you personally because you're not in every single controversy to deal with it, do you think you guys have um, react to the situation in the, the best speed possible? Yes, I think. Uh, well, I, I, I'm quick to say yes. There's been some instances where we could have been better handling situations. I will yeah. admit that. Yeah. Um, there are certain things we could have done differently. There's certain sides we could have listened to more. Mm. But it's that's a learning and that's a learning curve we have to get over, and that's a learning curve we're going to get over now that everything's settled right now um in in, in terms of um listening and listening to all sides and getting the side getting all sides of the story and 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 seeing what's best for the vw i think that's the main thing is what's best for vw because 
I think that's not been the focus at 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 the at the main core things is it's been about what's best for me personally but not what's best for everyone else Mm. because it's not just about one person when you're running a group like this it's not just about your own personal thing it's about everybody you have to take everyone's feelings and everyone's opinion into consideration when you're running a big group like this you can't just have it be based on your own ego your own uh, decision making you have to listen to all sides you have to listen to everyone and say okay how do you feel how do you feel how do you feel how do you feel and yeah. and usually in vw when we make a decision it's a group decision we all sure. come together on it and we all come together and say do you do we all agree on this and if the majority says yes then that's the decision we go with like if we we had to kick someone out yep. we could take all sides into consideration and they say, and we and we all sit together and say, okay, is this what you want to do? Is this what we're doing? And if the majority says yes, 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 then that's what we do. With the because I've got to address it because because the issue that's been around this this cash situation that that happened in your in the server was he offered or I say offered like it was a, a questionable decision was he issued a lifetime ban or a temporary ban because this is what the controversy was that it was a, a permanent one that it was a temporary and that it was a temporary is a permanent why did that kind of escalate the way that it was from what i because i wasn't because let me just make this clear before i say anything i wasn't sure. in charge when that for, when the first time it happened right i was not in charge okay so i from i i think it wasn't a permanent i don't remember right now off the top of my head but i know he was banned and and then he came back after we all talked about it and everything like that um about you know what went down and everything that way and then after mcb left and then the most recent thing that's happened uh after you know the most recent thing now i can confirm this because i'm looking right at it Right. It is a lifetime ban. Okay. It is a lifetime ban. Shit. Sure. I'm looking right at it on the server right now. So I so this isn't this isn't a he said it's not a permanent. He said it is a permanent. I don't know which is which, right? Yeah. I'm confirming right now cash is lifetime ban. Sunny so, is lifetime ban. Mist is lifetime ban. So what I'm, I'm guessing you don't know what the, the sort of answer was to it, but what was the the sort of miscommunication with this whole permanent or was there somebody in the server that possibly liked cash and so wanted to keep him in for their own sort of personal sort of? I would say so. Um, that that part of it. Yeah. I I like I said I was on the outside. I was trying to avoid it honestly. Okay. To be fair. I, I at that point I was not trying to worry myself with drama. I wasn't saying really anything about it. And yep. people and people in the server were trying to keep me away from it because they knew that I didn't want to be involved with it. Yeah. So it's like I I I I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jamal and a couple others probably said some things differently than i can tell you but from for me personally yeah telling the 100 god honest to god truth i did not want to be anywhere near any drama 
Yeah. It's because that was around that point was when I was starting to try and get my life back together. Okay. And I think it happened in December when my job hours were cut and I was really stressed out about rent. So the last thing I wanted to hear about was any kind of drama. So they yeah. tried to keep me as far away from that as possible. Yeah. So I was like, I I did not want to have anything to do with it. You said that MTB isn't a part of the VW anymore. What's the reason for that? All the drama. Right. All the drama, and 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 I and I talked to MTB too, and he's still he's still cool with me. He's not okay. part of VW anymore, but he's. Uh, He's still cool with me. We're see, we still talk from time to time, but um, and he's doing his own personal projects, and I think that's another thing mm. is him going to school and and him wanting to do all these things for himself and his and and what he loves to do, and I think he just kind of fell out from from loving this hobby, right. and. and and it's and that's what happens when drama and stress just takes over. It's like. You you can't find the fun in this anymore at that point. But with with that whole situation, and again, I don't really know what role he played into it, and I can imagine some will tell me. But banning him, or well, not banning, should I say, um, having him leave the, the the Discord or the servers or the group, was that something that was really necessary, or were um, you just kind of doing it because you felt that everybody else felt that he should have left? Oh. Well, he left on his own. Right. It wasn't a thing where VW forced him out or any of the guys forced him out because we we still talk to him. He's still cool with us. We have no problem with MTV. We've never had a problem with MTV. So he he wanted on his own because he said that he was just burned out. He was just stressed out. It's just too much drama, too much stress. He didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to handle it. And he left. And I'm like, and, and to me, I'm like, Dude, if this is stressing you out and and you don't have and you're not having fun with this anymore and it's causing you to get stressed in your own personal life and everything, then you yeah. have every right to leave. You have every right to go and I'm not going to stop you because your your health and your happiness is first and foremost over this hobby. Sure. Okay. That that is the main thing with me is like you're if you're stressed out over this little thing right here, this little hobby we do, if that if it's stressing you out to the point where you're not having fun and you can't have fun with your friends and you can't have fun in your personal life because you're so stressed out over this, then you mm. don't need to be doing it. You don't Ooh. you don't you don't have you don't have an obligation. Nobody's pointing a gun to your head and saying you have to do call. No. If you if you're stressed out about it, you have every right to say, I want to pursue something else. I want to do something else and make and be happy in my life, you know? Yeah. I think one of the uh, one of the things that I realised, which was kind of stupid of me, was I am sort of quite active in a few different discords. I mean, I'm not the most active, but I'm, I'm in a few different discords. I've called Stars one, and I didn't realise that I was actually in the VWU one, and mm -hmm. I never really posted anything or put anything in there. Uh, and I think it's probably maybe Smokey might have um, invited me quite, quite a while ago, but again, it was yeah, I think when he was there, yeah. So I, I didn't know that. So I'll, I will certainly try to be uh, more active, and I can try and post some of these uh, these shows in the in the VWU Discord for maybe people that aren't in some of the other uh, discords mm -hmm. that uh, I am in. One of the things I did notice when I went on there uh, a few days ago was there's few there's a few people that seem to be quite frustrated that either their 
their character or their league isn't featured in sort of more prominent places and they tend to get quite angry and you know say questionable things but mostly get angry uh, and and sort of say things such as you know maybe i need to do more to to get recognized do you listen to those kind of people um it depends on what on what they're saying right yeah like if they're just openly bashing vw and they're bashing us and they're bashing this and that and it's like put me on and they're making and, and then the other thing is if they make like demands yeah and it's like put us on your show put me on your show i want to know this i want to know that and they don't come to you and say hey can i have this and that and they just and then they just openly just bash 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 and it's like of course we're not gonna listen to you yeah you know because if you're gonna just go and make and go into business for yourself then what's the point of that yeah you know you're not gonna talk to us first but then but then you get mad because you're not booked but yet you didn't talk to us about it yeah you never said any like there's those situations where someone you know where we book this show we announce the show we announce there's booking for the show you don't say anything to us we book the show we do the show and then you say oh well why wasn't i booked i'm mad i wasn't getting i wasn't booked yeah. you never came to us you mm-hmm. never talked to us about getting booked on the show but now you're mad cuz you weren't on the show when you could have talked to us any time when the opening was there to get booked, yeah, doesn't make sense to me. With the the sort of tension between the cool all stars and sort of VW stuff, because it's kind of a weird relationship in a sense, because there seems to be hostility between a few members, but then also I can see some characters, some performers, some leaks that kind of go back and forth and are featured in both. Is the controversy to do with certain people in the server the only thing that kind of has the tension there? Because for me personally, it, it doesn't really feel like that would be the only reason. Um, so are, are you saying like that the controversy is because of a few certain people that caught? Yeah, and I'm kind of asking more. It, surely it ha- there has to be more than just that. Um, I, it, it's a tricky thing to answer because. I know that there the that some of the root of the issue is because of certain people that used to be in VW and is not in VW anymore. Okay. And I know that other other reasons could be just the way of booking differences and creative differences and just uh, like how they feel we do things and how we feel that they do things. And again, it's like I said, it's like I want to get to the point where we're not focusing on that. Yeah. Where we can work together. And if there if there are these booking issues, if there are these creative issues that we actually talk about it instead of just saying, oh, well, they don't agree with us. Oh, well, we're not working with them. Okay. You know? Like, I, I don't want to get to the point because it's been that way, I feel, for yeah. a long time now is where. They instantly, one side instantly says, well, I don't like their how they're booking. I don't like how they do things. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm not going to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. There's no point in talking to them, so we're not going to work with them. Yeah. I want to get to the point where they say, well, I don't like the way they're booked. Let me send a quick message over. Hey, such and such. Um... I have a ish, I have a question about how this is booked. Can we talk about it? Okay. You know, yeah. That's what I want us to get to, to where we're actually talking things out instead of just assuming something about 
something else or someone else when the, the the assumption shouldn't be there to begin with yeah yeah absolutely what does the kind of as we've talked about all this with vw now what does the you know you, you talk about you want to change the reputation you've kind of cleared out all the uh, the cobwebs as they say what does the future hold for vw now what kind of events have you got coming up that we should be looking out for uh well we have um in terms of coming up uh we have a tag team tournament right now coming up. Okay. Uh, I don't know when this goes. I don't know when this is going up, so I don't. It might be out already. Okay. Um, but uh, duality is our tag team uh, thing, where yeah. it's eight teams. They compete for a shot at the VW tag titles uh, at Prestige Three, um, and and we did that. We've done this the last two years. And uh, um, that's going to happen. Um, and duality is pretty much uh, that's the night where the tag titles and the tag team tournament happens. Uh, I know the VW World title is going to be on the line, a triple threat match on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the women is Serenity. And that's going to be the next night. Um, I haven't figured out the, the, the order yet, but sure. That uh, uh, I think all the titles are on the line on that. No, no, no. Three of the four titles are on the line on that show. Okay. Um, and then obviously everything's leading up to Prestige in June. Uh, it's going to be I think yeah, a three day show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be another festival show, uh, another festival where we have a bunch of different leagues come together and they put in two hour blocks of of whatever. Uh, showcases they want to do for their leagues we did the same we did it last year we do the same thing this year obviously the league's list might be a little shorter because you know some of the people that used to be in vw that had a league aren't there anymore so yeah uh, that opens up the door for new people to come in that haven't had that exposure haven't had that chance to shine yet and that gives them an opportunity uh so that's going to be uh something we're going to do and it's going to be during e3 week Okay. Uh, Prestige is going to be during E3 week. Um, April, it will be the cutoff for all VW events. Uh, May, we won't have any events up until Prestige. That's just going to be us building uh, stories and the promo packages, all that stuff, all the previews for Prestige 3. That's when that's going to happen. So uh, still got a big couple months ahead for VW. And like I said, my goal is to make VW bigger and with less drama, less controversy. We're all working together, and yeah. we hopefully, hopefully, I, I what I would really want, honestly, I want to have the call stars title defended at Prestige. Like okay. I'm gonna say that right now, I want the call stars title to be defended at Prestige. I want some call stars representation at Prestige because I feel like it. I feel like opening that door to really show that this thing is legit and it's not just words that are coming out of my mouth. Like I want to have some call stars representation at prestige and uh i i'm already talking to, I've, I've, I've been talking to sean about possibly having some vw representation at, at call stars like okay. at least over the women's side i'm not sure on the men's side yet but i want to work that out too like i want that i want to have that to yeah. where we see the vw world title defended at call stars where the call stars title is defended at prestige where it's not this separation because I don't want that separation anymore. It's been years now. It's done, tired. I'm, I'm done with that. You know, I don't Do want to see any more of my friends leave 
because of drama that could have been worked out if we just talked it over, you know? So what do you think you've got to do? What what kind of place have you got to get to to be able to get you and Sean to sort of have those two uh, those two championships defended on, on each other's shows? Uh just just working out the just working the out the plans, really. Um yeah. just being able to talk it over and talk it over on a frequent basis and not leave one uh, not leave one person in the dark over another, you know. I yeah. think uh, again I think this has been the theme of the whole thing of this whole conversation. It's just communication is key. Yeah. And to, to just, if I talk to Sean and Sean talks to me and we're just like, okay, I want the VW world title at, at call all stars. Okay. Well, what's the idea you have? And we just yeah. talk it over. And then Sean's like, okay, you have that plan. That's great. I'm, I'm cool with that. You're cool with that. Okay. Let's talk about call all stars title at prestige. What is your, what do you have in mind? Let's talk about how I feel. Let's work that out. Okay, great. Cool. We're both in agreement and we work it out that way, you know? Absolutely. And I uh, wish you all the best in your future shows. You're going to put up for the VW and it would be a great uh, thing to see to have. Both shows on both, uh, or both titles, should I say, on, on both shows. Uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. And I think it's uh, possible for, for some of that to happen. Now, before we head on down the road, as it were, for uh, our Q&A that we usually do for each individual guest, I just want to say I appreciate you uh, being very honest on this podcast. I've, I've sensed a lot of um, st- stuff and struggles that you've been through. But the most important thing is that you've come out the other side and you're here to tell the tale. And it's very, very important to be able to to share those experiences you've done on the show. Without getting, I mean, we don't need to get too, too detailed on it. Again, it's not mm-hmm. none of our business. But the matter of fact is, is that you're able to be honest, you're able to be open and you're able to sort of see, you know, mistakes that you've made. And some that might have not necessarily been your mistakes, but the matter of fact is that you're able to see, you know, through... Uh, through yourself and, and also others as well. So I appreciate you bringing that side of yourself on, onto the show. And I think people are really going to dig when they hear the show, especially with, you know, the things that you've, you've said. Since you haven't really um, been on many podcasts to, to sort of show that, and also your, probably your last podcast that you have probably didn't, you know, necessarily go the way you probably wanted it to go. But that's in the past. Mm-hmm. So now what we're going to do is the famous... Q&A that we usually do. So here's what it goes. I ask you some questions to do with uh, professional wrestling. And then these are all new questions that I have that I ask for different people. And they're all different to each other. Then I ask you two questions that I ask every single person for your answer. And then we end with three live questions for you. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. So in the world of professional wrestling... What is the worst storyline you've ever seen? Uh, hmm. I mean, let's see. I mean, the Lashley Lana one we, that's been happening is, is pretty damn bad. I mean, that's that's pretty damn bad. Yeah. Uh, and I hope to God that they're they're sh- just shutting that down pretty darn yeah. quick because it's 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 not. It's not no. Um, I'm like in, in uh, like just take based off of top of my head. That's the worst hmm. that I've seen recently, at least. Yeah, and that between that and the whole dog food shit, like that that ah, yes. 
that too is just like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, you really think that's gonna get people to watch you? Mm. You know, it's it doesn't work that way, man. I kind of know the answer to this question since it's kind of what we do anyway. But what would your job be in a wrestling promotion? Oh, that's easy. Just just making sure stories make sense. Yeah, that it's entertaining for people. Mm. It's like. My, that's what I try and do with DCA is like I try to make the stories and the characters entertaining so that people want to come back and watch because if they're not entertaining and it's not in the in the store and the characters aren't engaging and you're not and you don't care if and, I, and I've said this I've said this to myself and to other people if you don't care about the characters and if you don't care about the stories and if you're bored with them, then how do you think everyone else is going to feel? Like, if you're bored, if you're already bored and you don't feel like booking it and you don't feel like talking about it, then how do you think everyone else is going to feel when they see it? I hear and, uh, Impact Wrestling, sorry. <laughs> Maybe you should it, uh, have a stroll down there. If they, if, if they, like, Honestly, like if they saw my stuff and they said, "Hey, we like your your ideas. We want to hire you." Like, I, I, I of course I take the job, right? Sure. You know, I, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, it's Impact Wrestling. I want to do that." No, it's like, of course I take the job. You know, like at least you know I would have that avenue to show what I got, yeah. right? So, since you are very passionate about booking and, and booking storylines, I'm going to pick up a well designed a very interesting question for you. That you're going to have a lot of your brain cells working. So, you remember the old Alliance storyline for the WWE back in the day? Mm-hmm. So, your job as the booker here is to book a five-on-five match, WWE, WCW. Now, you don't have any issues with contracts you don't have to use the original people from the alliance storyline it's five wwf guys i say wwf five wcw guys who are you going to put in those positions uh well the obviously the the keys uh to that is uh who are the strongest guys that you can book sure because because this and, and we're talking about the Survivor Series match, right? Well, it was it's more just like a fictional. If we had you know five on five, yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna base this in terms of Survivor Series because that's the traditional five on five. Okay. Format, so tell right? tell me tell me your five WWF guys first. Uh, obviously Austin. I would I would have turned Austin face. Okay. In the middle of the invasion. Because it was clear that the heel turn wasn't really working. It was entertaining. And okay. people he was getting over with the what chance and stuff. That's when you should have turned him. Yeah. And it would have been Austin, Rock, Angle, who was getting uh, massive over. Yeah. And um, I think Undertaker, and I think Triple H was injured at the time, so he couldn't use him. So Undertaker. Well, again, this is fictional. So again, it. it well, if he wasn't been. injured, it would have been Undertaker and Triple H. Okay. If he was, if he wasn't hurt. So, and the other on the other side. Yep. I would have had Flair, um, Flair, Hogan, Sting, um, 
I'd say Savage, but I don't know where he was he was at the time, and I think he left. So I'd use DDP. He wasn't in that shit. Okay. Line. And uh, I know Luger was going through shit at the time, so I'm not going to use him. Uh, Booker T. Booker you T. could use Booker T. So yeah. interestingly, though, on the, on that those two lines, apart from Booker T, on the mm-hmm. WCW side, actually DDP, if you're going to use that one, if, if you use Savage, it's kind of like the older generation versus the newer generation of the WWF, which is kind of yeah, kind of interesting in that. Uh... I think that would have been a better angle to go with is yeah. you got the old generation saying this is how things were, and you got sports entertainment that's like, no, this is how the future's going to be. Yeah. And it's a battle of what, what philosophy is better. You know, yeah, it doesn't have too. to be a, oh, we're trying to take over the company thing, because it, it that died from the start, to be honest. Yeah, it I mean, they, they, so they kind of, they better. tried, I think they tried well what they had. I know they were kind of handcuffed by contracts and stuff, but I think yeah. in terms of what they did, I think they did best with kind of, you know, a shit sandwich in a sense. Yeah, and it's like, I think if it was just a battle of generational ideals and generational uh philosophies i think that would have been so much more entertaining on the wcw side why did you not pick the the one homegrown talent of goldberg because i remember at that point goldberg was already burnt out with wrestling right it's like why would you put him in a situation where he could get even more like reckless and and in a situation where he's going to be more angry with mm. wrestling, you know, because I if it was me, like I if I saw someone who was clearly just burned out from wrestling and just done with everything. And he's like, I'm not I don't want to participate because uh, this happened and this happened and this happened. I don't trust this. It's like, give it some time like you. Oh, you can bring Goldberg in whenever. Obviously, that that happened. But. Yeah. You don't want to just shove him out there just to shove him out there. Yeah. You know? Why did you pick Cole or Nash? You're not big fans of them either? Uh, I am. Do like an NWO thing? Yeah, but then at the same time, at that, at that rate, it was already overplayed. Right yeah. at the tail end, it, you had all these different WCW, like NWO factions, and it's like, if you bring, like, it's when he brought him in in 2002, it's like, the NWO was already dead. They yeah. already killed it when they brought the Wolf Pack and then the 2000 WCW and then yeah, the yeah. Tino World Order and all that other stuff. And it's like you brought like so many different WC, like WCW type NWO stables in there. And, and it's just it just killed the gimmick. What I always found interesting about that storyline is I know everyone always wants to say, man, you know, we should have had this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And, you know, like we've fictionally done here as well. But can you imagine trying to book anything with all of those egos? Flair not wanting to work with The Rock and Hogan with Austin, Sting not wanting to do this, and then Goldberg not want to do this. And then, you know, if you brought the NWO in, then Taker would do this and Triple H. That just seems like the biggest goddamn headache in the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why you wouldn't do it. Because people this, almost think like, oh, that would be a great idea. I think, can you imagine? It probably wouldn't happen, not because they wouldn't be available, but because one person wouldn't want a job to someone else. Yeah, and you get the ego, you get that ego about it, and it's like, you know, of course you wouldn't want to jeopardize, you wouldn't want to not only jeopardize your talent, 
but mm. jeopardize your sanity yeah. to to try and book something like that. What is your favorite submission? Mm. Um, I think mm, that's a tough one because so many of them. Yep. So many of them. Um, like the Rings of Saturn's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm and surprised you said that. Not a lot of people say that. I mean, it's unique. It is, yep. So, like, I'd, I'd probably go with that. Because, yeah. you know, everyone, you say, oh, crossface, sharpshooter, sleeper hold, that kind of thing, but... Yeah, yeah. And either that or the... And, the, and then there's the, you know, the Cobra Clutch crossface, which is something new. Yeah. That's 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 uh, a different take on it. I'm pretty sure Puck's using sort of like a variation of the rings of Saturn in his, uh, mm-hmm. his finish with, with something like that. That's kind of... Yeah. Taking it, taking it around. Here's one you'll probably like a, a good, a good one. Out of a choice of three, who could benefit from a release from WWE? Uh, you got three choices. Um, Apollo Cruz. I agree with that one. Yeah, Apollo Cruz definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd say, uh, I won't say Ziggler because he messed himself up on that one. Okay. Uh, I think the Revival is, is, is getting out. So Yeah, they're, they're on their way. You know they are. Yeah. Uh, I know Matt Matt Hardy's looking to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like, I, it's that thing where, you know, you you you. Th- and and it's the thing, just like I said with uh, Malik and Jamal earlier, is like you know how good you can be. Mm. You know how good you you know you you have if you are just given that opportunity. Go somewhere where they'll give it to you. Yeah. Don't just take the money because it's not always about money. Yeah. Well, this is what I said to one of the I can't remember who it was that said to uh, one of the. Per, per past guests that we had and i said you know in a way that the whole vw and all stars differences isn't actually a bad thing because actually what it'll do is help and i compared it to this this question which is you know if somebody comes out of a wrestling company and they go somewhere else they'll be used in a different way because they see themselves as a different vision or they're able to get a bit more of creative input so you go in a way and look in different somewhere else the other team could then go, oh, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see him like that. So you kind of, you've got two different personas. You've got different, so you could be used different in the VW to how you are in Call of Stars. And sometimes something you may not, not necessarily you don't get your way, but an idea that you had wasn't really accepted. You didn't take the idea to the other person and they like it and then you kind of get it. So it's more, you know, looking around to see getting getting the most out of your character or the ideas that you have. So it's not necessarily a bad thing having different groups. If anything, it's, it's bringing different sides of people to bring out different sides of them and also being able to to be used in a, in a different place as well mm-hmm. and in that case like you also had to be understanding of of that person yeah it's like yeah yeah you know just because they said no to your idea doesn't mean they don't like you personally mm. yeah you know? it's not about it's not about that some people they take it that way. 
I yeah. think. I think when they um when they hear that they that somebody says no to their idea, they feel like they're saying no to them as a, on a personal Absolutely, level. yeah. And when and that's when drama starts. That's when when arguments start. When it's like it's not you. It's just the idea that you yeah. have that I uh, this me on me and my side I don't agree with. Mm. And and you know someone else could come, you could go to that someone else and they might have a different idea and say oh you know what we can work with that and there's nothing wrong with one person saying no and the other person saying yes it's a difference of opinion and it's a difference of philosophy and mindset in yeah. that case you know it's not it's it's not something personal cuz if it was something personal then they should be able to say no, it's not you. It's it's not it's not the, the it's not just the idea that I don't like. It's a personal issue, you know. Yeah. But if they don't tell you that it's a personal issue, if they don't tell you that it's what it's something to do personally, then it's just the idea that they don't have a, a, a they don't really necessarily get or they don't sure. necessarily like. And it's not that's not a it's not an issue there, you know. It's not something you need to take as a personal thing. Absolutely, I think people do that because they kind of put a little bit of themselves. I mean, there's, there's always going to be people that you would say, "Well, you take it too seriously," or you don't know where the line is from sort of being serious and you know almost working. It's like they say, "You're working yourself into a shoot, brother." But I think people take it a bit more personally because of the energy they put into it, the time, the creativeness of it. And I understand taking it seriously because you put so much time in it and you kind of put a little bit of yourself into it, which, you know, makes a character what it is. But that then means that what goes with that territory is the, the, the setbacks, the, the the no's, the declines, the, the bad things that, you know, is part of life. But you, you take it personally because you feel like that is you, but it isn't you. It's just a character that you created. So, you know, it's... You know, I always compare it to, you know, to, to stage and theater. You know, you're playing a character and they're not you, but you're you're almost living vicariously through them because you're portraying that character to everybody else. But, you know, sometimes you can get wrapped up in the stage and get wrapped up in the character and you can play that character really good because you feel you are them. But the, the two the two things sometimes get muddled up together, but you still need to make sure you you separate those two things separately. Mm-hmm. Now we go on to the two questions, which are the one two questions that I ask every single person on the show. So, Mister Wall, who is the most overrated CAW? Mm. Whew, that's um, that's that's a tough one because I have never seen anyone as overrated personally. Okay. Like, that's just me. Like, I don't see people as overrated. I don't know why. Okay. But it's just something I don't really think about as much. Like, I know other people have their opinions and other people say, oh, this is, oh, it's this guy, this guy, this guy. But to me, it's like, I don't really see anyone as overrated. So you aren't going to answer the question. Uh, you don't believe there to be one. For, for argument's sake, who would you say? If we base it off, because people could base it off. Okay. 
um, who is overrated, but because they're really, really good. This is more in the sense of overrated, someone who's big, but you kind of, you don't really get it. You don't really see it. You don't really see much about them. Mm. Again, that's tough. Cause I, I don't know. Like, I can't think of anybody right now. All right. Like, and, and like, Hmm. Yeah, I, I I really can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I feel is like and 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 I and I also like by overrated you also mean like pushed a lot and you know that kind of thing, right? To a degree, yeah. Yeah. Like has has what has has other has anybody else been asked this? Oh yeah, as, as I mentioned, these two questions are the ones that I asked, the overrated and underrated CAW. Everyone. Yeah. What, what 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 is other people? What are other people have said? Uh, I, some people to... say some people say Smokey. Some people say Danny Jackpot. Um, who is the one that said? Oh, there was a, there was a really strange uh, under the radar one that I didn't see coming. I think it was. TGO was one, and for the overrated, yeah, mm. and then I'm trying to remember what. Uh, most of the people say that the Smoky Daddy Jackpot thing, but um, yeah, one of the someone said TGO, and I honestly can't remember the other ones. Put, you could go back and, and listen to it. That, that, yeah. probably, yeah. I, 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 hmm. I won't say Smoky only because I know that. I would say Danny only because of the fact that Danny held. Danny was one of the guys I know because I know this. Malik knows this. Smokey knows this. That held Smokey back way back when. Yeah, Smokey ever getting big any bigger than he could have been, um, and and honestly, like, there's a lot of shit that Danny said that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't like. And I'll never like. Yeah. So it's like I I don't associate myself with that. I don't want to associate myself with that. I never will associate myself with that. So, you know, that's just how I see it. So maybe this one that I ask everybody the second part of this, which might be easier for you. Who is the most underrated CAW? Uh, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. Um, I won't say Jamal because he's already on the up and up. Yeah. Um. I know Black Oast is one that is really moving up real yeah. quick. Uh, I know. Uh, the guy that came in tied with first with Mason Chronic, uh, Claudio Dragonheart from UWL. He's one guy that I've helped uh, with my friend Jason who runs uh, UWL. Uh, I've been working with him the last uh, six, eight months to really help his character. And he's he's one of the guys that is really uh, getting on that upper level uh, in terms of uh, of people seeing seeing uh, seeing who he is and everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are, I mean, those are just two names off the top of my head, but like, if I really, really, if I really like sat down and thought okay. about it, 
there, if I really sat down and thought about it, there, there'd be a lot more guys that, uh, and, and, and again, I don't watch a lot of other leagues. Like I don't watch, like I'll admit, I don't watch AWF as much as I used to. I don't watch COH as much as I used to, but I'm pretty sure if I took a look at that, and, and I can I would name about five or six guys from those leagues that okay. I could say are like they're they're the next big thing. Okay, so we will wrap this up in a few moments. We uh, ended off with our usual three last questions, general questions, and then we'll get on to head on out down the road, as they say. Question number one: When have you felt your biggest adrenaline rush? Mm. When I was uh, in terms of car, is anything in life in general? Does not to be cool related. Mm. I mean, my well, I mean, in terms of nervousness, adrenaline rush when I moved in my in my same town as my fiance. That's when it really, really hit me. But okay, in terms of car. Uh, I got the biggest adrenaline rush when I was making the fifth revelations because that one I was really hyped for. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of those situations where I was uh, I was really really looking forward to how people would react to it. Okay. Um. What, yeah. Go ahead though. Go ahead. What's the uh, What's the one thing you would like to change about yourself? Um, I would say just having more confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I like recently I've had a big, uh, a big, uh, self doubt issue. Why is that? It's just some days where I just. I feel like I'm not at at my best. And there's some days where I feel like I could have done more but didn't. Do you think you suffer from some sort of sort of anxiety when you think about stuff like that? Uh sometimes. Hmm. Uh, there's there's days where I just wake up and I don't want to do anything. Yeah. There's days where I look at how other people are doing and how other people's lives are and I'm like, why am I not where they are? Yeah. yeah. Why am I not in this same situation as they are? Why am I not um... Why am I not in that situation where mm. I can have more than I should have? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that really makes me feel like I don't want to do anything. But it's just fighting that self-doubt mm. that I've learned to try and handle the last couple of, of weeks and the last couple months. Yeah. I think the most important thing, and, and I, I want to stress this, very, very important. There's a lot of people that compare themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's the, I think that's the worst possible thing you could do. I know it's, it's, it's natural because, you know, we're always going to compare. You know, if, if we're 
in our own minds if we're if we're worth love or if we you know what we should be we have this idea of what we should be in our heads and then you know what it's portrayed is different and you know you're talking about what you you know feel you should want or or feel like you know what what is life that is full of, of things that you want and sometimes people always look at that as material wealth that if you if you have all these things you know if you have a house and a car and all these other things that's what you you judge success on that's what you judge to to feel if you're happy or if you feel like you've made something of your life and you know i used to think that but then i as i grew up i thought to myself you know i don't necessarily believe that you know what what's important to me you know material wealth is just that it's material wealth you could mm -hmm. you know you lose it and then what are you well you're still you you know what what's important to you i'm guessing for you know for you as, as you mentioned it's your it's your fiance it's your family it's things like that but it's also the only most important person's opinion about you is you because people are going to judge you either way they want you can try and be you know as squeaky clean as you can you can try and uh, portray yourself in a way that everybody else will like you but regardless if you do it in the best way possible they're still going to find something to shit on so you might as well mm -hmm. just do what you want because regardless they're going to do it anyway and that way at least if they shit on you they're shitting on you because it's actually who you are and you talk about self-doubt and things like that and what you have to look at is when you feel down when you feel at a point where you you don't think much of yourself you've got to think about this i know it's very hard to try and think positive in a, in a negative situation but you've got to think about what you have done what you have achieved and where you've got to you know I, I look at it all the time that you know me and my brother my brother got to do what he wanted to do for a job very very quickly and in fairness to him he studied very hard but he knew what he wanted to do I didn't know what I wanted to do I tried different things and that kind of made me feel bad because I was made to feel like I was being difficult I was being awkward because I didn't know what I wanted to do but that's almost a silly thing to somebody else. How can you not know what you want to do? Make up your mind already, just decide. And it's not as simple as that. Do you, do you think we, we want it to be as simple as that so that people won't say those kind of things and that we you know are able to, to have a goal? And sometimes we don't. But what we do is we 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 try things, we, we go through opportunities and we try and figure out what it is that we want and then we'll get there. The The way, the journey can be longer than others which may mm -hmm. seem which may seem that that's almost the the thing that's holding us back or we may feel like that's something that is almost less than that it, we're, we're slow to get there but sometimes people's journeys are different you know my journey is different to his his is quicker i had to go you know his was a straight line mine was a big zigzaggy you know spaghetti thing trying to get to where i have but what i learned is the journey and in that journey it had setbacks had bad days had good days but what I was able to do is I was able to get through that and I was able to look at those setbacks and those times that I was done and, and down and said that I managed to do that comparing me and him for example when I have another setback I know how to deal with that and I had to pick myself up you know I can be down for about you know a good 10-15 minutes then I got that out of my system and then I think right now it's time to now it's time to go for him maybe he may not be able to deal with that because that first time is different for him whereas we've had that many 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 a times mm. and we know how to deal with it. We're very, very smart. And I think in your case, Dewar, you've got to think about as much as we um, don't do the CAW things. And, and to some people outside of it, it may be seen as, you know, lame and not really, you know, serious. But what we do is like a TV show, like a movie, producing a music album. We take the characters, we take the stories, we take a tool, which is 
the video game and we make it to the best that we could possibly be. Yes, some people just record one match and just do it like that. But we're working with we're working with camera angles. We're doing it differently. We're portraying it differently. We're using music. We're, we're creating a mood. We're creating a feeling. And that's exactly what we do. And I think it is a talent. We're producers. We're no mm-hmm. different to anybody producing a TV show to a movie. It may be longer, maybe shorter, but we're doing the same thing. If anything, ours is more of a, 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 a more accomplished thing because we're more restrictive you know we'd like to use different facial expressions we'd like to use different effects we'd like to you know have the guys move in a different way or or use more facial expressions or even actions but can't because the game restricts us they all have those yeah they could do that because you know it's real life whereas we're using an animation that's that's all we can and you know i guess that the best thing to to tell you before we wrap it up here is you know sometimes it's it's hard to to, to feel positive in a negative situation, but you've always got to think to yourself, me being different isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. And you may look at someone and say, you know, as you mentioned, why don't I have that? So he may have everything, but you don't know what's going on in his head. He may be worse than you. He may mm-hmm. not be fully satisfied. He may not be fully happy with his life. He could be going through something just as you. And that gets to a point where you think, well, actually, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit better in my mind than him or maybe we're the same in that sense yeah and with that note i think it's time to head on down the road as it were appreciate you coming on the show mr mr wall we will Mm -hmm. certainly do it again soon wish you all the best for you and the vw in your uh future times with your events with your prestige and duality and uh hopefully you and the vw create a better reputation for yourselves by creating those relationships with others and mm-hmm. being able to, to work better as a team. Yeah. This has been my conversation with D-Wall.